Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I am Michael Petro, and joining me in-house and in Zoom, we're doubling it up for you today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mark Cowell makes his triumphant return to the debate. Uh, Aaron Murky is our special guest, comedian and actor Aaron Murky from Winnipeg, and Martin Navarro joining us from Vancouver as always, and me, your humble narrator. What are we talking about? Well, this is all about the heist, the art of the steal. We tasked ourselves, inspired by, first of all, Oceans 11, 12, and 13. We tasked ourselves with coming up with a new heist team, picking characters from different TV shows and movies, combining them. And as long as you had your your four ba- your well, your major bases covered, Femme Fatale, Safecracker, Demo Expert, Team Leader, uh, Greaseman, Wheelman, th- those kind of positions. Pick four characters, mash them up, figure out why they could steal a special piece of movie memorabilia. And uh, why they would be such a good team of thieves to get the job done. Uh, Aaron Murky, our special guest, uh, was a blast. Aaron, like I said, he's an actor, comedian, originally from Winnipeg. Got his start uh, at the Improv Olympic in Chicago and was uh, trained under the late Del Close, a improv god among uh, improv comedians. Aaron's also been on Much Music's top-rated show, Video on Trial, and was the host and sketch writer on Much Music's comedy special, LOL. Uh, so anybody who has done this dance with us before, the show is about to begin. So get your snacks, get your drinks, get your whatever on and head into the metaphorical quote unquote theater. If you are new, please just give me two more minutes of your time. I'd like to tell you how to know more about who we are. All right. So first off, therealdebaters.ca, that's where you can find out everything about us. That's where the show is. That's where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you can see us. You can read about some of the stuff we think. Uh, you can shop us. There's a prop shop there where you can buy Real Debaters merch. And if you want to donate a buck or two to the show, it helps cover production costs. It goes right back into making this as good as possible. And then we get to blame you as a result of helping us do a better job with the podcast. So it's a win-win for everybody. It's therealdebaters.ca. Pretty simple. If you want to email the show and talk to us, give us an idea. It's therealdebaters at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, where we are now posting videos, we're doing weekly reviews called Real Quicks two or three minute video review of something that somebody family or friend from the show has watched. We'll be posting it on there to share. If one of you guys wants to submit something and slide into our DMS, who knows, maybe it'll show up there as well too. And if you want to see this stuff, you got to follow us on social media. So it's at real debaters, all the spelling, all the marketing, all this jazz is R E E L for the spelling debaters spelt the same way. So at real debaters on Twitter and Instagram and real debaters on Facebook. Uh, This is the part of the show where we thank specific people for doing some heavy lifting for us. We love it when you guys listen. It's awesome. This is this is a little side project from a bunch of dudes who have full-time jobs. So when we come home and we take a look at the analytics, it's awesome that you guys are listening and talking to people about us, and then less more people are listening to the show. So to our top five Canadian cities, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Kelowna, Dartmouth, and Toronto, thank you so much. Again, thank you to everybody in Canada who listens. But in these cities, people, like I said, they're they're chatting about us around the water cooler or they're saying how shitty we are. Either way, someone's listening to the show, and that's really fucking awesome. Uh, to our top five friends south of the border, Oakland, San Jose, Ashburn, Forney, and Southington, thank you so much for listening. Again, to all of our American friends, we love you. Uh, I'd love to thank all of you, but these are the places that are like, hey, go check out The Real Debaters. Those guys are fun. Uh, so thank you to everybody. Thank you to our top five, top five north, top five south. I got nothing else for you. Nothing's changed. The guys in the show can't do comedy. We can't do live events right now. So I'll just cue the reel and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet. 
16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Real Debaters production. Uh, we have a special guest in uh, in the virtual living room, and we also have somebody in the actual fucking studio. We have somehow, well, with the power of bubbles and safely social distancing, <laughs> we uh, Mark has been in my bubbles since the bubbles were allowed. So as soon as we moved here, I was like, well, we got one person in the studio for sure, and we've got Martin out in Vancouver, and our special guest is YouTuber, and makeup artist from Winnipeg, Aaron Murky. Hello, Aaron. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for saying yes to the show. What was your first reaction when I said, hey, do you want to come on our podcast? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally open right now. Like, I, I'm kind of digging. Like, there's, there's nothing else to do. So it's like social media and doing podcasts and just playing around with other people is online is the only way to do it right now it really is and i think that it's it it kind of brought the barrier down between a lot of industries where like before you'd have to get in front of them to pitch them or ask them a question now it's a simple email and more often than not i found everybody's like yes i'll do something because i'm going absolutely fucking crazy so yeah. any way to play and create and talk dumb shit i've i found people are, are good for so thank you very much for coming on the show uh, this week, as we always do in previous weeks, uh, and we'll start with you, Aaron, because you're a special guest. Um, I want to find out, Mark wants to find out, Martin wants to find out, what the fuck were you watching this week, or recently that you liked? Okay, so I've been pretty busy with just trying to get videos made, but um, I watched Mighty Ducks, the new series, which is, I like it, because it really feels like they watched Cobra Kai, and we're like, this is something. <laughs> And so they watched Cobra Kai and were like, oh, I think people are really into this. And then they made their series. And it's not bad. Like, my friend is actually in it. Uh, Amy is in it. She plays I th She plays a mom. I haven't got to the part where she's in it. I'm on the second episode. So, but it's all right. It's all right. So in regards to Cobra Kai, is it massive fan service and flashbacks and all of the things that the first season of Cobra Kai was like because that was a big risk i think to start using found footage and hope like right. i mean it's 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 an easy play but the critics could have come at them and been like oh that's low-hanging fruit but is it done in a tasteful and fun way you don't there's not a lot of old footage used like it's it's i think what it is is more inspiration for mighty ducks to like like it's it's interesting because i think what what made me think like cobra kai was that uh the role reversal right so the mighty ducks are kind of on the the bads really yeah so yeah. they're a bunch of like shitty kids that bombay comes well they're back. very good they're very good and their parents like push them to be like hardcore strivers oh so it's not a yeah. mixed bag of kids who don't really have any skill that he brings up it's about teaching these shitty little children about you know being better. well yeah. you, have, you have to watch it i don't want to spoil it but like Basically, Emilio isn't really, he's kind of on the outs himself. Like, he doesn't do anything with the Ducks. And this team this this team kind of gets pushed out. Like, this kid gets pushed out, so he creates his own team. Or his mom creates the team. Okay. And they're the down-and-out kids. So, Emilio's down-and-out. These kids are down-and-out. And that's where we're at right now. But I think Emilio's going to start getting involved with the down-and-out kids. Were you happy to see Emilio Estevez re re reprise his role as Gordon Bombay? 
He looks like his dad. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Martin it's weird Sheen. to see Emilio Estevez as his dad. Mar- Emilio Estevez playing Martin Sheen as a hockey coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's really interesting. Martin Mark, is that on your radar at all to check out? It hasn't been. Uh, Mighty Ducks was kind of, uh, it, it wasn't my childhood. Okay. It was sort of after. Not my childhood hashtag. Yeah, not my childhood. <laughs> So I don't have, like, the same connection as I did to, like, uh, Cobra Kai and uh, Karate Kid and stuff. So Okay. Yeah, it's a little a little after my, my time. Uh, Martin, what about you? Are you planning on picking it up? Oh, I'm watching time? it. Oh, you're watching it. Okay. Sure. All right. yeah, I love Mighty Ducks going up as a kid. I mean, who didn't – Who that made me want to play hockey. And I grew up in California, so we had roller – I got rollerblades because of it and started playing, like, street hockey because of it. And, yeah, I think – what Aaron said, I pretty much agree with all the points. It's it's a really fun show to watch, especially if you were a fan of like the original movie. I watched um, the Bad News Bears. They were the first. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's like that or Hardball. Um, yeah, Bad News Bears, stuff like that. I was just gonna say to you, Martin, Hardball is my is one of my like later on in life because like these movies are like Mighty Ducks, Flying V, Quack Quack, all, like the Anaheim Mighty Duck logo. <laughs> like, yeah. there's so much ingrained in the Mighty Ducks for us, Mark loses out but whatever we can we can fix that mark <laughs> we can get you some knuckle puck action going on here. <laughs> oh, okay <Ash> boomer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah no i saw it pop up we talked about it once a couple weeks ago like just briefly about um i think ian bawa you know ian don't you aaron yeah yeah, yeah. okay so yeah, he, was, he he tried to like give himself an intro on the show where he used it's a goal from the from the mighty ducks like like din i guess yeah and uh it didn't go so well but uh yeah no i'm I, i'll probably check it out because shauna and me just started i i started rewatching cobra kai with shauna because she picked it up the other night and i walked in the room and i was like what episode john she's like five i'm like so you're into it it's like yeah i'm like sweet i'll stop watching now we have something to watch together so you almost have to like you almost have to like hold off till like episode three because I found the first few episodes of Cobra Kai, like I, I was, painful. I wasn't into it. I was, I was not doing it. It it really took a second to. I think I think we all had to recalibrate to Daniel, Ralph Macchio, and Johnny Lawrence's character, who I don't know his name. Martin, do you know Johnny's like real name? William um, Zabka. William, William Zabka. Zabka. Okay, William Zabka. A very nice boy, by the way. He's a dick <laughs> in the first one, but a very nice boy. His mom was in the audience, and she was like, why are they booing my son? He's such a nice boy. <laughs> I think we just had to recalibrate having seen these two guys come off the couch. It's like watching an MMA fighter not train and then have to find their stride a bit. So, yeah, the first three, I'll agree with you, Aaron, the first three episodes were a little tough because you're like, what is this? But then when you find out that that cheese – and that is part of it is part, part of, of it. it then yeah. you accept it and and then it's like okay when are they going to bring back uh, elizabeth shoe come on when's when's right. Allie coming on right <sighs> so like they, and, te- they tease it oh they they tease everything they tease daniel and johnny fighting it's genius it's they genius they tease mm-hmm. ali daniel and johnny all being in the same room together like as soon as that happens i'm just gonna fucking slow clap in the middle of my basement and oh shit it yeah it's fun uh, the one thing I'm waiting for is the I'm, it's they keep on tickling it, but like the Johnny and Danny like coming together and kicking ass together. Yeah, like, and and I'm only that's a, like yeah, I won't get into it because you aren't there yet. No, no, I'm not. I'm I just creases back in my life. I believe they call that move the double dragon. Yeah, man. It's totally <laughs> <the double> dragon. <laughs> 
It was the Shinobi turned to the Double Dragon. <laughs> that just makes me think of Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> Will Ferrell's. That was for you, Mark. That was for this, you. This next part's going to get a little weird. <laughs> Two dragons. Arch your back. Arch your back. <laughs> this is totally an 80, 90 kid show. This is what this is. Like. Oh, God. We're, yeah. That's funny. We're... It originally started as a, a YouTube Red project it yeah. wasn't a netflix project youtube red had it oh. the first few the first season was all youtube red and they were like 15 minute shorts with how they released it um and then you had to pay for youtube red to watch the rest of it and then netflix picked it up season two onwards so then that's why you see a bit of a different production value oh um, that makes yeah sense. no you're right martin there's a minute where you're like oh they put some money into this yeah <laughs> well i don't know the the I don't know if you've watched the second season yet, Mike. No, we just started it. Oh, okay, and I'm right where Crease. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the the last episode of the second season has like uh, a Glee level production value. Let's just call it that. <laughs> so does it nosedive at the end? Like, <laughs> no, does... it's a high oh. production value. It's just sort of hard into it, man. It's Glee esque. <laughs> Are we Let's gonna, just call it that. Is it going to be, be careful like... on the stairs? That's all. Just be careful on the stairs. <laughs> okay, I've seen that clip. That's I don't know the how they can I've fight. Seen. They fight in a high school for like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, without anyone. Like, did they hire? Did they hire the John Woo stunt America! team to teach these guys? <laughs> what happened? To all the metal detectors they had at the front. Yeah. No shit, right? eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It kind of so... makes Kill Bill seem like short. <laughs> Like the crazy 88 yeah, and fight scene? Oh, my God. All right. I can't wait for this now. Uh, all right. So uh, we do this little thing here, Aaron, where I say to you, where would you watch it? And then you tell me, like, would you watch it on an airplane half paying attention? Would you sit down and make snacks oh. and not turn your eye away from the screen? So as of right now, how's Mighty Ducks for a watch? Are you actively watching? Or are you passively watching? Um, I watched it. I'll tell you where I watched it. I had to get a blood test. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a blood test and I was in line, waiting in line, and you know how the lines are right now yep. to get in and get the test done. That's where I watched it. So <laughs> but I watched it. I was fully into it. Like it made the time go. So that... Did you have headphones in? Or just headphones in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not a dick. I would have loved it if because that's I'm a dick. I'm a dick at work. I watched uh, Falcon Winter Soldier yesterday at work and I had it cranked full volume in the lunchroom. You're that guy on the subway that just fucking like cranks his music and yeah. well, public transit. Everybody, everybody has to be a part of my moment. That, that adds to the 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 rating system of where would you watch it? It's like I'd watch it in the washroom at work without headphones. And I noises that I'm making from my body. And I'd, so they, I'd, I'd linger. I'd linger after I uh, finished. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get up until my feet fell asleep. <laughs> oh, it's that good. <laughs> So um, I have a chalkboard wall in here now, gentlemen, in the uh, in the Real Debater studio. So uh, that will be going on the wall, Mark, as a new rating system. Uh, I will watch it on a toilet and probably not leave after I flushed. On on, on my phone, on the toilet, and linger Just after. be careful if you binge watch it because your legs fall asleep and you won't be able to get up. If you're like 10 episodes in, you're just like, oh, God, my legs are If you're asleep. 10 episodes in, you're fired. That's all you have. You're just fired. You just never leave. You you're going to be watching it in the, the unemployment line. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right. Hey, Martin. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What did you uh, What did you watch this week? Did you get a new TV? Is that TV box in the background? Uh, it's a, I got it this year. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, I just haven't put the. I'm trying to figure out where to store this thing just in case I move or need to put the TV in. I don't know. 
Like, where do you live, away. Martin? Are you from Vancouver. Winnipeg? Yeah, from originally Vancouver. from Winnipeg. Just okay. moved to Vancouver in 2019. Why did you leave California? Uh, <laughs> I grew up in California in like the 80s, 90s, so gang violence was crazy high. That sounds like um, a perfect time to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents just wanted us an easier life because basically going to school and going to work for my mom, it was like a three-hour commute one way and okay. a three-hour commute wow. the other way. So we'd have to leave at like five in the morning just to get to school at 8, 8.30. So my mom could get to work at nine. That's so crazy. it was just like long days, long nights. And yeah, and it was just crime was cre- getting pretty bad too. Um, Martin was hard, hard into that crip life and uh, he lived in a Bloods neighborhood. Blood for life, son. <laughs> He's part Bumpkin, of the Cobra Kai. Baby, no, I'm kidding. Don't say, don't, oh God. I hope I <laughs> listen to the States. Don't hear um, no, but also too, like what happened was um, we lived in a cul-de-sac and the, the thing that made my parents basically said we're leaving was because every house except for ours in the cul-de-sac was cleaned out, like robbed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, over like a span of two weeks. And we're just like, all right, well, I guess we're getting out of here. And then you guys <laughs> left and the whole cul-de-sac was like, they took the people. <laughs> everything. <laughs> they took, they, they sold the house. Everything. <laughs> they left. Or they just assumed they just that you. What's going on? But they yeah. just thought you just, were guilty, clearly. But yeah, seeing now what parents had to go through, especially with work and stuff like that, and kind of the violence and the escalation right. of everything was, yeah. So you guys Sorry moved, to hijack. You guys moved right book. after you cleaned out the cul-de-sac? <laughs> Uh-oh. We're yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, yeah, yeah. I think you got the money to move here. <laughs> Moving is not cheap. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. Uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, we're moving next week too again. <laughs> That's why I have this TV box in here. <laughs> yeah, it's not even mine. Are we gonna unpack this um, time? No, no, we're not. <laughs> What's leave uh, everything in boxes for a quick escape? What'd you uh, What'd you watch this week, man? Uh, well, I've been really into this new series on Prime called Invincible. It's an animated um, kind of superhero series. It's written by Robert Kirkman, who's one of the creators of um, the Walking Dead comics. Yes. So, I mean, if you're a fan of that, you'll probably like Invincible. It's it's very similar to, uh, if you're a fan of the boys, it's very similar to that sense where, you know, su- they're superheroes, but are they, you're kind of questioning, are they good? Are they bad? Um it's got a really cool cast. J.K. Simmons uh, is one of the voices. Um, Stephen Ewan as well from The Walking Dead. Sandra Oh. Um, Mark Hamill is also in an episode as well as one of the voices. So, I mean, yeah, really cool, really dark. Um, the first episode is is kind of, you know, when you watch, you're like, well, this isn't that great. But it, the last 10 minutes, that's when it hooks you because the last 10 minutes really sets the tone of what the show is going to be and what type of superhero um kind of superhero genre this is going to be it's not it's not very it's not very it's not for kids i wouldn't recommend it for kids um it's definitely an adult cartoon if you yeah if you're looking for something fun superhero related to check out i recommend the invincible they uh i caught kirkman on fat man beyond explaining the whole thing that you're talking about and that already put the hooks in me and then you were like you should watch invincible and if anybody has ever pushed me towards watching more animation nobody deserves more credit than martin martin's like dropping constant like animated shows for me to check out and i've got a really good long list starting with archer um but uh it this also jupiter is it jupiter rising or jupiter ascending that's coming on the netflix now with invincible not the chatting tatum movie though right no 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 it's a, it's <laughs> but what it's the same you, you make when you're talking about how our superheroes good or bad and there's now the boys invincible and jupiter 
Rising or whatever on Netflix is going to be the third thing where it's about another generation of superheroes growing up and then wanting to take over the mantle or, or pass it along and, and say, fuck it, I don't want to be a superhero. I think that's a really interesting storyline. So is that the main plot of Invincible? Is that there's a, isn't it a father and a son? Yeah, it's a father and a son. So it's, it's <clears> like <throat> the father is J.K. Simmons' character who's basically like, I won't give it, it's not, it doesn't give anything away, but he's basically like Superman. His father's basically Superman and he has a son um, with Sandra O's oh character who plays the mother. And then it's about the son trying to discover his superpowers um, and training with his father. Stuff like Is it like puberty? Um, it's a little bit. It's like superhero puberty. He goes through <laughs> a lot and he just, he goes through things that you wouldn't think would affect superheroes, but you're actually thinking like, well, he's, he, he's a, he might have superpowers, but he's still, you know, a kid who grew up on earth and he has to deal with things and deal with the repercussions of some of his actions as a superhero. So, you know, things like PTSD he'll deal with, especially, you know, when things don't go his way, when he's trying to rescue somebody, he can't rescue them. So he has to deal with Interesting. that. So. Um, yeah. And they don't put any of this adult stuff you're talking about in like the little 30 second snippet on yeah. prime. Like it's very, it's very G in the commercials. So whatever like they're in the Spider-Man movies, you don't like what happens when, like, I guess what happens when, like uh, when Spider-Man doesn't rescue his first, you know. Oh, him. oh, so what so. happens? And then they don't show that. Spider Man always rescues the, everybody in in the in the movies, but like here in the show, it's like okay, well they tackle that. Like what happens if he's a new superhero? What happens if he he fails? Yeah, superheroes aren't born perfect. They're just yeah. born with perfect abs and perfect <laughs> fucking hair. He is shredded. He's pretty shredded. <laughs> Kylo Ren shredded. Yeah, way more. <laughs> uh, where anybody else plan on watching this? Anybody else heard of this? No, I haven't. It's not. On I've, I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. Where I've would you? It, like, uh, clip. Where would you watch this, Martin? Oh, I'm, I'm like snacks in front of me on my good TV. You know, nothing distracting. Turn off my phone. Won't look at my phone for like an hour. Like I don't look at my oh. phone for an hour when I'm watching this. I just like zone out. And Are they hour long? Uh, forty-five to an hour around there. Really? The usual, like yeah. That's long in the tooth for an animated show. Like, I mean, most people, I don't know. I mean, the classic shows, all the ones that we all know are 22 to 28 format or maybe 30 on the nose without commercials. But, like, that's asking a lot. So does the story keep pace to stay in, in, in yeah. to an animated and show? One of the cool that? things was, it. so it doesn't spoil anything for the show, but it's just a cool thing that I noticed was um, – so the, the main character, Stephen Yeun's character, his name is, his superhero name will, is Invincible. That's what he chooses as his superhero name. So every they don't show the title of the show until someone says the word Invincible in the show. So they show, Invinci in episode one, it's Invincible, and it's it's just his, the name Invincible in, in plain blue and yellow writing, uh, blue background, yellow writing, clean. And then the second episode, Invincible, and then there's a little bit of a blood splatter. Third episode, a little bit more blood splatter. Oh, Fourth episode, okay. a little bit more. So it, the violence does pick up, and it, it just intensifies even more as the series progresses. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. So it's slowly it. desensitizing you. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. To the point where you don't know that now all you want to do is look at dead bodies and not be completely <laughs> Finally, you're at the point where you can't get off if there's not at least one dead body. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Kirkman, for making me enjoy dead zombie porn. <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, Mark, what'd you watch this week, buddy? Um, good to see you in the fucking room, by the good. way. It is good, yeah. I haven't been here in a while. Um, it's been six months. Yeah, it's almost seven. It's too long. Technically, it's a new place. No one's been there in a while. No one's been. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm assuming you guys are... I'm just finishing, uh, movie-wise, uh, Snyder's... Um, uh, Justice, Justice League, Justice League. But what? I'm sure you guys have talked about that to death. Bring it, bring it on, sir. But we no, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm enjoying it. It's what it should have been to start off with. Like what everybody's saying, it finally makes me care about the characters, and that's all I ever wanted. So, you wanted backstory. Bravo! I wanted a backstory. I cared. For me, so far, I'm like almost at the end. But Cyborg is the story that I never got that I I needed. There's so much. Like that's such a a better character arc. You, you care about him and his father and their interactions. And by far, Cyborg, finally, I care about him. I love listening to Ray Fisher talk. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. his I think he's got one of the like best voices. And it's calm and soothing from us. Like, a, you want a superhero to be in control and not, you know, panicked. And he just, when he speaks and offers everybody advice and science and IT supports and all the things that he can do, you're just like... What the fuck made Whedon just go? No, I don't want this. Well, like it's, I'm Fisher's coming out saying that that Whedon didn't want an angry black character as a as a main figure in the movie. He's not angry. Well, that's why they his version. He really sort of uh, candied him up, and, yeah. and removed him. He booyahed him, but and it was that, so offensive. You need, that, you need the dark kind of past for it right yes and uh no i think it's fantastic anyways to move on the kind of different thing i just finished the last season so i guess i powered through it of search party okay i don't know if anybody's heard this it's on crave okay oh oh oh, oh, oh. is that like a lost kind of thing uh it's it's weird it, so it starts off with a group of uh four friends and um Oh, I can't think of the actress's name who played Maybe on Oh, 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 yeah. on Arrested Development. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, so she's kind of the main main character in it, and it's a group of four friends, and somebody they went to university with goes missing. Um, she sees the missing poster from it, but then she sees the girl, and she thinks, "Well, she's not, she's not dead. I think I, I want to find her." And they start. That's the first season, and it's all about trying to track this girl down and what happens in that process. And it completely goes off the rails in a whole bunch of different ways. Each season, there's four seasons, and each season is com- dramatically different than the last. Is it the same story through the? Uh, the no, it's it's weird. They find her in the first season, but like n- she's not anywhere. Not to spoil it from anybody, but it's it's not what you think it is the whole time. But then at the conclusion of actually tracking her down and finding it, then it it begins the whole crazy other part of the story that continues on for three series. Okay, or three seasons. But it, it, you know what? It kind of sucked me in. It was a, a very different story. It's uh, really sort of uh, like mild characters. Like they're not really strong characters, any of them. A lot of them are sort of, I don't want to use the term beta or an alpha, but they're sort of like secondary. They yeah. Let people kind of, yeah, yeah. right? They let kind of people walk all over them and it's kind of their interactions um, in LA. But uh, it's good. It's got comedy, real dark parts dramedy um and then and then some like real reality shit that's thrown it was i I thought it was really good very different nothing like i watched before so i recommend it was it more and it's like five years old like everybody's late to the party i'd heard about it from somewhere else and like it started in 2017 jesus is it hbo yeah what's that 
HBO? Uh, it started on some other network and then came to Crave. So it was like Showtime or something. Like it was one of those networks that really doesn't get the play that a lot of other ones do. Well, Crave is the Showtime carrier in Canada. Oh. So it's probably a Showtime yeah. series, but it just it shows up in the... I, Crave is horrible for their app. Yeah. You don't know what you're watching and you don't know where it's coming from and there's not enough back... Like Prime's software is the best if you yeah. if you're a movie nut and you want to know shit but uh, i've seen it and i mean maybe's character is probably one of the yeah like, i mean it's it's very it sucks <clears throat> you in it just i don't know it really sucks you in uh were you watching it with chrissy or was it no just, this is a me this is a on my uh every second week i get like a friday or a monday off with yeah, my yeah, schedule yeah, yeah so this is a on my day off guilty pleasure uh watch it while eating a bowl of cereal <laughs> kind of movie <laughs> That's awesome. No, I've been meaning to check it out. There's just too much. Or show, sure, not movie. But yeah, what? You, I, you know what I meant. It's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same. But thing. I recommend it. If, if it's no on nobody's radar and you're looking for something different, get into it. You won't be uh, disappointed, I don't think. Gentlemen, do you have any questions for Marcus? I might ch- I, I can't remember. I, I've seen an ad for it. I think maybe. Did the fourth season just drop recently? Is Maybe that's why I've seen the ad for it? Uh, not recently, but suddenly out of nowhere... Um, I think you know what I think the fourth season dropped, rec- like somewhat recently, and people only got into it in the fourth season, and they kind of everyone went back to watch the first three, because like Dax was talking about on his show, and everybody was late to the the party, and I'd saw it pop up as a as a recommended one, and a few other people mentioned this search party that nobody had had anything to do with, yeah, and suddenly yeah, yeah. on its fourth season. It's now this big deal. So. It's got the Shit's Creek phenomenon. Exactly. Nobody was really watching it, I don't think, in its first two seasons. And then in the fourth season, everybody went back and rewatched stuff. So Cool. And again, it's one of those production value grows up. It starts off basically being filmed in like two rooms. And the next thing you know, they're outside. There's big sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, not, they're not dedicated to one building and 42 scenes in this building. Yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah. Um, the characters are so like millennial la people it just hurts but it's great at the same time <laughs> like are the, the 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 hipster tropes yeah exactly like so like... silver lake is it takes place in silver lake chips <laughs> <laughs> are central right there but like like they've got like uh plant-based restaurants 100 percent. organic coffee yeah. all of all of that clean living california west coast hospitality shit yeah okay all right fair enough well, Silver been... Lake's like the bougie hipsters, though. That's Silver Lake's bougie hipsters. It is. That's, that's bougie. <laughs> okay, what's the difference between a hipster and a bougie hipster? Silver Lake is. Like, <laughs> if you're living in Silver Lake in LA, that's that's money. Like, it's not it's not crazy money, but it's still money. It's like you're doing okay. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um, well, what I watched this week, I I don't know if anybody else is going to know about it besides Mark, but. Last week we moved, so my nerves and my anxiety have been craving easy watching. So there's been a lot of Food Network going on in my house oh, yeah. as of late, and there is I am I if I mean I think I might cry if I got to meet Guy Fieri. Might actually <laughs> like I he's 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 on my radar as somebody who I mean he's just I my favorite thing about him just by prefacing Tournament of Champions is what I watched this week. But my favorite thing about him is that. He is so down to earth and cool, but it refuses to get rid of his signature look because oh, it is that look is ugly. It's, it's an ugly so, look. It's so ugly, but then if you just it's from... like hot rotted human form, <laughs> <laughs> but like not you a could... good hot rod, like yeah. not a good chassis. I like a like shitty that, chassis. No, the, the, the sausages, you know, the the snack sausages. Oh, <laughs> I see. I yeah. see. 
I see. <laughs> I thought she meant like a Chevelle, like hot rotted <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a pepperoni stick too. So <laughs> that's where I was going with it. But, uh, oh, hang on. Mark's, uh, Mark needs uh, more. Do you need more headset? And I need a little down a bit because these guys are boisterously laughing. Oh, we'll and, just bring uh, their volume down a bit. Then we can do that. Martin's getting a little excitable. <laughs> I'm an excitable boy. You know that. <laughs> Not a problem. So what I'm watching, uh, Tournament of Champions, is um, the, it's it's a single round knockout chef on chef uh best of the best world class uh championship and it has this thing called the randomizer so you take and i mean we have we have chefs like cat cora from iron chef who's on this season um so you've got michelin star you've got iron chef retirees you've got top chef alumni like the best of the best in in cooking championship shows in reality television is, is, is on this show and this is the second season, so they... Re- you've got two Voltaggios. You've got two Voltaggios. <laughs> you've got, you got Michael Voltaggio. You've got his brother Brian Voltaggio. Um, you've, who else is on it this season? Well, Brooke Williamson, she's big L.A. chef. She's the defending champion. Uh, Alfonso, the warrior Anto- princess. Antonio Alfonso. Antonio Alfonso, the warrior princess. All of these big names who've got shows, and they're all put on an even playing level with the randomizer. So the randomizer has... Uh, your protein, your starch, your cooking style, a must-have utensil, and your time. And it's a random spin of the wheel. And whatever lands up, these two chefs have to go head-to-head, and they have that amount of time. And if you're if you're not into big Food Network shows, it's just a fun competition show. If you like your reality TV in competition form, it's the best of the best doing some of the most craziest things with food in some of the... It, it, I just like it because it melts my mind and it, it takes me away from like the bullshit of life which is what i mean by by easy listening but uh it is it's on prime it's on the food network it's easily one of i don't know mark i know you're watching it oh yeah like i love I, but this is the season for competitive food shows yes right because you got tournament of champions on you have top chef you have master chef all at the same time and top chef canada starting next right week. so this is the season for all of that but it's great the randomizer is the the great equalizer and i think the the for anybody that's into food shows that hasn't watched tournament of champions is it's blind taste testing that's right so if you like the person you don't give them extra mark it's kind of like beat bobby flay right like yeah, nobody's yeah, yeah. really sure um so it's real real winners and losers and you get i know i know if i was on that show <laughs> and it was Guy Fieri. I would just make a fried egg and just watch that fucker try to eat a fried egg because I know he hates eggs. He hates eggs. He hates them. He he's just the host. I think he's yeah, he's best do. is just a yeah, host. I would take the loss. <laughs> <laughs> just just mark me down as a loser. I made right? uh, I made an egg covered by an egg, uh, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by an quail's egg eggs. An egg. <laughs> an egg three layers deep, covered in hollandaise, in an ostrich egg <laughs> shell. <laughs> That's your yeah. that's your vessel that you're eating out of. You're eating egg out of an egg. Um, I call it enough is enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the episode title. Um, so, but uh, yeah, it, it it really is the great equalizer, like you said. But to to Mark's blind tasting, you have Jonathan Waxman, uh, Rocco Despirito, like big names in food coming on, going. This is the best meal ever. So you've got like chop judges, you've got Iron Chef judges, like. Everybody in the Marcus food world. Samuelson. Mark, Marcus Samuelson is like the the definition of the perfect palate, right? And Gia, uh, Giada, Giada, yeah. I don't think she eats. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I 
all. You leave that woman alone. She is wholesome and nice. You leave I'm her alone. not saying she can't be, but I'm just saying I don't trust a chef who's not a little chubby. That's my that's my point. Like you you if you don't look like you eat the food you make, how do you know the food you're making is good? That's uh-huh. that's that's. Well, he does a bunch of cardio, Mike. You don't know. I'm I'm. She probably I'm sh- has that Michael Phelps diet. I am sure she has the best workout regimen because every other chef on the show is like just pudgy as shit talking about the men and then she put her on and she's just this tiny woman who like it's it's the the juxtaposition is hilarious Well, michael vitaggio is dangerously skinny he is he's a fucking coat rack he's so skinny like um but and it's anybody's game because of the blind tasting so if you like your food shows and you haven't had a chance to uh partake in tournament of champions make it make it And, and to mark's point guy fieri is better as a host yeah that's where he shines i mean being able to do diners, drive-ins, and dives, and triple D, like I've gone on a couple, I've done two restaurants he's recommended. I'm two for two, like both of them were great restaurants, and yeah. I yeah. mean they're from seven, eight years ago on on TV. Um, but uh, he's just best corralling everybody and doing his thing. I think in the world of food entertainment, a show like this makes you realize who should be the competing people. Yes, who should be the hosts? Yeah, uh, who should be the judges? Right. And then, because everybody's part of, they're all chefs, yeah. right? But I want to, like, Simon Majundar, who's kind of like the correspondent. Yes. is He's great in that role. I don't want to see him cook, right? And that's where, like, Jet Tila, I don't really want to see him cook. I don't Neither think do he, does, you know, deserves to be there. But th- it's interesting how all the different people, like, I don't want to see Giada cook, but she's a great judge. Exactly, because when, well, Martin wants to see Giada cook because she's wholesome and nice. <laughs> Her shows were uh, relaxing. I used to they, watch those shows all the time, and they were so relaxing. I'm like, oh, I just feel like uh, this. My auntie's cooking for me or something. Aaron, are you a Food Network fan? Do you do you partake in the um, cooking shows? I like I've uh, me and my wife went down the West Coast and we tried to hit some Triple D places, and they're all really like the ones he recommends are really good. Like I've, we've never had a bad. Yeah, he doesn't send you on a wild goose chase. That's no, no. that's for sure. Kind of nice. Um. um my wife is more the person who watches cooking shows, so she watched like the great Canadian Bake Off, and like she's all about that. She's all about Raffy Cat and like how awesome she is, and who just won the great Canadian Bake Off. Spoiler alert! I like how I said the spoiler, and then <laughs> um, remember remember what I said about <laughs> Hard and Loose. <laughs> yeah, my wife watches them. I don't have time. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch more film, and I put stuff on the shop in the background. Yeah, I no, I've got a huge collection of background movies that are for edit. When I'm editing, I'm like, oh, let's go, uh, let's do a Tom Cruise marathon today. Because uh, am I the only one that, that, that do you guys do this where I have movies that I put on just to listen to, like to go to sleep? Yes, hundred percent. I do that too. Yeah, yep. that I know I can picture it in my head, but I just listen to the. <laughs> yep, I have the worst movie that you can watch over and over again, and that I just seem to be the, the Last Samurai. I can watch oh. it over and over again. So can I. It's such a. I can can watch it. I don't know why. I have no clue. Because to me, it's like, this is shit. But it's like, it's good. It's a good movie. But in my brain, like, part of me is like, no, it's not. I love Ken Watanabe in it. He just is messing with Tom Cruise's character. Isn't this the last scene where they have the machine gun? They're just mowing down all the time. No. If I want to go to sleep, Brazil. I'll put Brazil and I'll be asleep in like half an hour. I've tried to get through that movie like a thousand times. I love it. I want to sleep Brazil. I uh, I'll put on uh, Batman versus Superman just because the soundtrack is so cinematic and and well, it's an orchestra. It's not an actual soundtrack. It's not lyrical, so it just is a is a nice way to. Those find... are way too much action. 
we're like Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Glenn Close, De- uh, Easy A, Easy. La Chocolat. I'm the Chocolat. <laughs> For Johnny Depp's accent, none, yeah, nonetheless. Right. Oh, hey, that's shown in the background, guys. <laughs> right? It's amazing in here. Um. So, all right. Well, speaking of Tom Cruise. Speaking of Tom Cruise. I smell a debate around the corner. So, all gentlemen, we're all warmed up. Aaron, you ready to go on this? Any further questions no, before good. we? We're good? No, all are right. we debating Tom Cruise today? Well, we will be at one point. <laughs> I know I know Mark's picks, and, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm is, so excited. There is some Tom. There's a little Tom Cruise in everybody, but there's a lot of Tom Cruise <laughs> There's some today. Tom foolery. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time, welcome to the debate portion of the show. This is where we do uh, everything that the show is about so uh this week's debate inspired by uh martin was this you or was this me or was this both of us i think this is both of us it's always both i think of i us. said hey we haven't done a heist movie thing yet and then yeah. we came up with it together yeah of how we wanted to do it and just so everybody knows how professional we are three minutes later we had our idea so <laughs> it wasn't that hard this time so this is inspired by specifically the oceans 11 12 and 13 movies the ocean series which uh reignited the original with the Rat Pack with um, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Sinatra. Sinatra, and Martin, right? Yes. Uh, with George Clooney. Jo- um, Joey Bishop, a ton jo- of them. Yeah. No, and, and it's such a fun fucking classic, Turner classic movie. Um, but the heist movie. And the same Italian jobs. Yeah. Right. In the same vein. Original remake. For all. The, the, it's, and it's, I think they're made remade better because of today's technology like the cars are faster and the plots are better and the long cons are more fun right and the mini coopers are so much (laughs) the mini coopers are so much minier (laughs) (laughs) them so many (laughs) so much more cooperish yeah Uh, so bradley cooper if you will um i i on the same while we're, we're on the the genre of movie yeah, yeah yeah yes heist movie is by all means kind of encompasses a lot but i like to refer to it um in the same vein as the let's assemble a team movies it's 100% because i bad. love uh let's put a team together movie i don't care what the team is for <laughs> but you give me that the the vignettes of fucking assembling a team uh, i'm in i don't care what it's for i think the best one really started with armageddon I think we can all agree that the the where are these guys? Well, as soon as they get off the rig, they scatter, and then they got to go find everybody to get them back into the to, to the briefing room. And one guy's getting a tattoo, eating donuts. The other guy's like Michael. Uh, oh, rest in peace, Michael. Uh, Mike Duncan. Uh, Michael Kirk Duncan is like on a Harley, <laughs> evading the cops. Like those little vignettes 100%. are so much because it's enough backstory to give you who your character is. Without too much backstory, yeah, right. Without Josh Whedon ruining your backstory, I love that with like uh, like X Men and stuff when they go to find a new mutant, yeah, right. That's why Heroes, the TV show, was so, like every time they went to go find a new mutant, you got to see them like in their Assemble environment, the right? Yeah, it's basically the whole show is assembling a team. I couldn't agree more, and that's exactly why I knew you'd love this one because because oh. it, it, it's it's essentially assembling your team now. 
Um, rules and premises for everybody. Martin, as always, your job is to correct me if I'm wrong, and you do such an amazing job. Uh, <laughs> I say that lovingly. I don't say that with any insult. <laughs> um, I need an editor. So uh, rules and idea, rules and premises for this was simple. I said you needed a leader, you needed a demo safe cracker, you needed a weapons expert, and you needed a we- oh, sorry, a grease man and a wheel man. Am I correct on that, Martin? Okay, perfect. That was where it started. If you wanted to assemble it in, in any other way, that's fine. Just assemble a heist team and who you think would do it. So I think, Mark, you were mentioning <laughs> Femme Fatale at one point in the chat group. You were like, yeah, Deep Sea Diver, Treasure Chest Hunter, like whatever you could string together that would help you steal whatever you're wanting to steal. That was fair game. And you could pick from any movie, any TV show, anything out there and reassemble the team. And your job was to steal a specific pe- bonus points to s- stealing a specific piece of movie memorabilia as part of your heist. So who are you assembling? Why are you assembling? Oh, I didn't them? know we had to steal a specific that's okay. piece it, of movie it, memorabilia. It's fine. It was I start I, thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's that's fine. fine. <laughs> it was bonus points in 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 the image. It wasn't <clears throat> mandatory, but if you did think of something, it just would kind of give you that little X. It would put you over in wrestling, right? So um, I will go first. Let me bring up my notes here. Um, I picked a uh, motley crew of fools. Um, I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure all you guys saw my list and were like, where the fuck is he going? So let me take you down my heist. So first of all, what I'm stealing is the original hat and whip from the American History Museum from the Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. That's the one it's from. They made the same hat for a bunch of different movies, but that's, that's the one that's on display. It's not currently on display right now. But it is on display at the American History Museum. So my team consists of team leader Walter White from the TV show Breaking Bad. My grease man is Frank Ducks from Bloodsport. <laughs> my demolition expert is Garrity, the terrorist from Blown Away. And my uh, wheelman is uh, Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. <laughs> That's the first time. That's the first Tom. Right For those there. counting, that's Tom one. <laughs> that's Tom one. <laughs> All right, we're at Tom one tally. So I will go in order here. So team leader, why did I pick Walter White? You would think a cancel riddled, riddled um, uh, chemistry teacher probably isn't the person you want in charge of leading you into said heist. Well, I used him specifically to keep the team together, not so much to really do anything. But here are my examples. Strong will due to his mission to save his family. So he's committed to what he's doing. He's not going to, let's say, break from the mission at hand. All right. Uh, Willing to get the job done at any cost, which is uh, my point of letting someone die like Jesse's girlfriend. He will let things happen as long as it's part of his plan. So he doesn't crack. Right. If you remember in the scene when Jesse's girlfriend starts to have a drug overdose at any other given point, any of us in this room or on this Zoom chat would stop and save that person. He does not break from the plan, and that was part of his plan was to manipulate the shit out of Jesse. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do for the sake of the argument. I'm saying that he has resolve, all right, and he can carry on throughout a very hectic situation such as such as that. If people got to die to get a hat. Like yeah, Walter, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what better what better bag man than, than Walter White? Uh, he's a father figure. He actually has patience and understanding. As much as he's manipulating the shit out of Jesse and taking him for a ride, he's Jesse's missing father figure. So you want somebody like with Frank, with Garrity, and with Cole. He's also Walter Jr.'s missing father. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Walt Jr. just trying to figure out how to get through life and wondering where daddy is. 
who's who's Heisenberg. Um, what else did I have down here? I had the the his one thing to do would be to microdose everybody with a little bit of his meth just to throw everybody off. Because if we're breaking into the American History Museum and we need a distraction per se, dosing the security guards, coming up with some sort of plan to keep everybody like high and in a corner and freaking out, kind of like a distraction, so to speak. Um, then we move on to our grease men. We have Frank Ducks from Bloodsport. Can you repeat the last part? Oh, the last the part? Dose- oh, yeah, that? no, I was just saying that, that Walter White can microdose the proper amount of blue meth to make people go a little crazy. So part of a distraction getting into the museum would be maybe dosing the coffee in the break room, let's say, and then everybody drinking coffee and waiting out a certain amount of time, and now they're all tripping balls in the corner, like, you know, feeling furry walls and having a, uh, having a good old time on blue meth. They're not going to be concerned with the whip. They're not going to be concerned with the hat. They're going to be concerned with coming down <laughs> from 98% blue meth. Um, so back on to my uh, Frank Ducks. I picked Frank Ducks as a um, <laughs> for two reasons, mostly. Uh, I picked him because he's agile as fuck. We've seen him do the splits. We've seen him maneuver his way around in Bloodsport. He can do the splits, which by default means that he's a bendy shit. Have we seen him do anything but the splits? No, not. That's, okay. uh, that's the only thing I've seen him do. Yeah, right. So I mean, I, I'm, but 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 here's the thing: if we have to turn the lights off in the American History Museum, Frank can fight in the dark. Ooh. Frank can feel things coming. Frank lost his sight in the end of that in the end of that movie. Uh, Martin, what the hell's his name? Anybody else know what the name of the guy he fought in the end was when he was like Chung Li. Chung Li. Thank you. Oyo Young. Chung Li. Yeah. Chung Li. Yeah. Chung Li. Bolo is the Bolo is the name. He's the real name. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I've got Chung Li. Chung. Yeah. Chun Li's from Street Fighter. Sorry. Chung Li. Chong. Yeah. Chong. C H O N G. So. Uh, for two reasons, one, I've got an agile guy who can get in and out of tight spaces, who can perform bendy maneuvers. If there's laser beams, like let's say an entrapment or in Ocean's 12 when he does the disco dance, like to get to the uh, Fabergé egg, I've got a bendy guy who if you you know give him the right steps, he's probably going to be able to choreograph his way through. Plus the blind fighting. I mean, you, you, you can have a grease man, but can you have a grease man who can move his way through the dark when you have to turn the lights off? That's a, that's a pretty strong uh, character. For your heist team. Uh, secondly, we're moving on to demolitions experts. Now, I don't need to blow up the museum, but I do need to have a controlled demolition. Mm. And Garrity, throughout the movie of Blown Away, is setting up specific bombs with little to no uh, material whatsoever. Like, I think he uses a rubber ducky in one. He's like the rune... The, what's the the thing where you make the dominoes fall? Like the rune... Uh, oh, Rube Goldberg, yeah. Rube Goldberg device. Rube Goldberg device. Like that's what he's good at is setting up bombs in that way. So if I want to create a distraction outside of the museum that isn't going to hurt anybody because you don't want to kill somebody when you're trying to steal shit, right? Then you're going to jail for a whole different set of <laughs> rules you're breaking instead of just breaking and entering. Um, so I've got controlled demolitions happening outside in specific areas. He can blow up cameras. He can blow up the security room based on the size of the explosion that I need. I don't necessarily need to. I don't know. I couldn't find, unfortunately, how they keep the hat and the whip on display. I don't know if there's a box over top of it or if it's just hanging on the wall or if it's a fake like the Mona Lisa. But um, nonetheless, I would be using him as controlled demolition around the building for um, for said uh, distraction. Last but not least, we have our wheel man. Once we have our gear, once we've got the hat and the whip and everything, people have been microdosed, explosions have been blown up, blind fighting has occurred for any reason whatsoever, we got to get the hell out of there. And Cold Trickle 
from the Dicks of Thunder knows more about rubbing his racing and working his way through a bunch of other cars, which is what you want in a wheelman. You want a wheelman who can maneuver through traffic. And he's used to knowing how far up behind a car to go, how far back from a car to go, when to time it. I mean, you can have a great wheelman. And, and the whole purpose of a wheelman is to drive. But somebody who's not afraid to rub while they're racing. And I mean, the guy races in wheelchairs. He races on foot. He races in the car. He's born to race. It's in his blood. So it's not somebody who's not used to these scenarios. He wants to get from point A to point B. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my time. That is my heist crew. I now open the floor to our very first special guest of this studio, Aaron Murky. Well, so what do I do now? I just... Tear him a new asshole. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to start with Tom Trickle, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, he can rub when you're doing, like, circles. He can rub a car when he's doing circles, but not, not like, when you're down street, like, real city streets. <laughs> can he even like, turn right? <laughs> yeah, can he even turn right? Exactly. I never thought of that. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just saying. Left. Um and then I have to go through all uh, Walter Wright. I don't know much. I didn't watch the series. I actually couldn't get into it. But he's meth, like he's into the meth world, and I think he might, you know, get into that himself. Did he do that in the show? Did he have a problem at one point? No, he he didn't get into his own stash. Jesse he never did. got high in his own supply. Never he followed got... rule number one of Scarface. Oh, that's good. That's good. That Scarface. <laughs> didn't fall. I, yeah. do, I do feel like Frank Dex. It's been a while. So, you know, you never know if he fell on hard times and wants to supply himself. I'm just saying that maybe he's, you know, and he can do the splits on some chairs. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I need I, some functionality I, on that. Like that, <laughs> good for him. Got, like, he, can, he can spread his balls. That's great. Um, seems like more <laughs> of a distraction <laughs> technique. And who's the other guy? Um, uh, Garrity. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones from Blown Away. The IRA bomber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that memorable character. I'm like, I'm just trying to, like, get there. Somebody should have done research on these guys. Long hair, guys. Uh, front, like, heavy Irish accent. Has a, it, basically, the story is, is. Uh, make... I, the, the only problem with that is I feel like, because um, you're going to a national museum, right? Like, yeah. You're going to, yeah. like. The American History Museum. <laughs> the American, the Americans would be all over this guy is, like a frequent terror terrorist they'd be like he they he, they'd have him under surveillance he's on no fly <laughs> list i don't know how you're getting him he's in the irish country. <laughs> he's irish yeah under a pseudonym like the false false yeah, false documents yeah there's no way he's coming in yeah that's my that's my <coughs> spin on it well done sir that i have a half a size asshole bigger mark you're next i'm gonna paint a picture for you mike okay <laughs> <laughs> We're in the American. We're in the we're in the uh, American History Museum. <clears throat> this is all taken from yours. The fucking lights are out. There's pyrotechnics, and we got a bunch of people on meth. It just seems like a giant rave. <laughs> and in the middle of the rave, <laughs> you're gonna pull a fucking heist of an Indiana Jones hat. I don't know how you think meth is gonna help your scenario. <laughs> You know that fucking Hitler messed up the stormtroopers because it made them more focused and wanted to kill people more? It made them more pliable. It doesn't, it's not acid. It's fucking meth. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Yeah. They're not on MDMA. They're on fucking meth. I'm just... The last thing you want to do is meth your guards. 
What? What? Just Alexa just turned uh, on. <laughs> Hang on. I get on the phone. phone doesn't want you to do this. Plan. Alexa, tell Mike he's wrong. <laughs> Anyways, no, my math, Mike. <laughs> I wanna. I don't think it's gonna be a success, but I wanna watch the closed circuit video, of the fucking <laughs> the rave going on with a bunch of meth out security guards and pyrotechnics. <laughs> oh no, yeah, all right. And Fair. you're gonna get Tiesto to play this, or? <laughs> um, I didn't quite think of the after. Yeah, you know what? If everybody's drinking the meth out coffee that I came up with. Then eventually everyone's going to be like, you should go try some of that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to spiral out of control. You guys, when I form these, I go with my first idea and then I don't self-edit. I'm just like, I love the fact that I'm using meth. Done. Just move the fuck on. I, there's not a lot of like, how can I beat Mark this week with meth? Walter White, blue meth. Check. <laughs> all right, Martin, you're last up, buddy. I'm all here for it. I'm now now that Marcus painted that picture. I'm more of your team shouldn't steal the hat and should just do a rave. Not take it to the rave because it sounds yeah. like a fun rave to be at. I think that'd be more successful. I think Frank Dew would be all over it. Um, Ass- he's the one, and Walter White's gonna make money on this rave selling his meth. He you fucking... know, Cole Trickle can chauffeur people. He can designate a driver, making money that way, making sure people get safely home from the rave at record time. He assembled the team for Coachella. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that the way better plan is like have like a um, a rush on the uh, museum where <laughs> you you sell tickets to this rave and everyone just shows up and that's your like this is your plan really yeah. and then you're getting everyone meth coked out kind of thing get them in the museum and then you can steal whatever the fuck you wanted boom if nobody has any plans this weekend <laughs> I mean I know it's still there it's just not on display so, so yeah I, I I wanted to ask Mike like what was the point of the scale of fighting in the dark. Is there a lot of fighting in the American <laughs> History Museum at night in the dark? Okay. Like, I, I, I want, what I want is, like, if the lights go out, can Frank do see other things in the dark? I don't think he can. Like, I don't, like, he could probably de- sense the, the vibrations of someone's coming at him. But, like, if there's, like, a still statue of George Washington, like, I don't think he's going to see that coming. He's going to run into it. He's going to set up an alarm, and it's just game over for your team. It's not, the, can for- the, it's not the force. It's not the force. But he makes it look like the force. It's not the, yeah, it's not fucking Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I I just I just remembered, like I said, I was like, oh Frank Ducks, he can fight when he got sand in his eyes. And I was like, that would come in perfect, but I don't need to figure out how. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean with the, the messed up security guards moving at high speeds, doing laps around the building. I'm making maybe? it yeah, I'm making it yeah. That's the only way it's gonna happen. I'm making it you really. You should difficult. have stolen the Krabby Patty recipe because then the sand would you know, he could deal with the sand then. <laughs> Everybody's in. I'm gonna get. But final. I did like Walter White as your pick, as your team leader, because what I what I liked about that is Walter White is a fucking genius. Um, no matter what you put in front of him, he will figure out a way to do it. Like, sure, he started off as a cook and as a chemist in Breaking Bad, but he just took the whole business of the drug game. Usually, it's one or the other that you're good at, and that's what you specialize in when you're when you're doing these types of shows. But him, he was able to do that and become the drug kingpin. So it's not only was he the chemist. He was the kingpin and the crime kingpin. So I think that shows how he can use his skills to not, it's his skills aren't one dimensional. He can mold them to something. And I think if you were to plan the perfect heist, then yeah, I think Walter. But wasn't he, wasn't he originally a teacher? Yep. Chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the American teachers association, he couldn't keep his job. He got fired from that. So 
you know, that says a lot about the American teachers. <laughs> uh, no, he was one of those impassioned ones who like took extra time and realized that there was a budget yeah. crisis and was like, I won't let this stop me. Um, but uh, to to Mark's point, I just want to have a rave now. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> like, a better plan. That's a, a, I'd watch I'd, the movie better... on this. Like, it sounds good. <laughs> this sounds like one of those Netflix crime documentaries about how someone would try to do this, and then they'd make the documentary of how it all went horribly wrong. It could surpass Blade as the best rave scene in a movie. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just blue meth raining down <laughs> instead of blood. Bring oh, back would... Darude. Sandstorm by Darude. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. There's your sand. There's your... <laughs> that, that's, that has that. to, that's the score, right? That's for sure the soundtrack. Yeah. No, there's your sand. I love it, Aaron. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no. Well, and, and Walter White, just, just to, to, to cap this here, Walter White can break bad. That's That's the thing about him is that you have this dual personality almost where if you do need to get a little tough, or you know, blow up a drug kingpin in a personal care home, or what have you. Um, then he can, but he can also go back to the flip side of the family man. So he's multi-purpose to me, and I've realized now that pretty much the only one I can count on. Um, so, and I mean, Cole, yeah, all right. If there is any right turns, fair enough. But like, Cole drives through things. He doesn't drive. Like, he's what what you have in somebody who's calculated. Let's say, like, um, driven with um oh. do you know who i'm talking drive with, with ryan gosling is it driven or drive there's, there's drive with sylvester stallone drive. Oh. drive or driven is with sylvester stallone about the race car yeah. movie um but something like that who's like who knows what they're doing i was counting on somebody who's good in a panicked situation say having to drive around a bunch of methed out people during a rave right so like, like statham Yes. Yeah. yeah. More. Yeah. Why didn't I yeah. pick Statham? Um, the transporter. The tra- <laughs> you could have picked that, right? I fucking hate a band like Smokey. I would have Smokey. Smokey yeah. Like I hate Reynolds the... character. He, I, he's a great getaway driver. Yeah. Amazing. I just I you hate make it to Texarkana in record time. <laughs> and then you take Statham. What's the other movie where he's got to keep moving or he fucking dies? Oh, Crank. That's right. Crank. So you know he can do he can do well on meth. So you just fucking meth him up. Man, I didn't. Uh, you know, as as they say, if you knew then, what you know now. You got your Frank Dukes rolled into one with fucking Cole Trickle. Yeah, just sitting there you, swinging at. You things got room and for a fem, You got room for a femme fatale. <laughs> <laughs> or a juggler. Or a juggler. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. Or a, or a circus clown or something. I don't know. <laughs> a unicycle rider. Realize we're probably going to have to put the definition of what like grease man and wheel man mean in the notes for people who've never watched any of these movies. Or I would say a nurse to administer the IVs from all your methed out crew. Yeah. 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 Hydration. Yeah. yeah. Hydration. Like like in Vegas. Like the hydration yeah. fans that come around. Yeah. <laughs> Take you off that hangover. I'm, I'm not going to suggest Michael Jackson's doctor for that. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, you take the long good night on that one. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, my asshole's clapping in the wind. So, who did I say was going next? Was it Mark or Martin? Mark. Mark. You, you go Martin. ahead, Martin. Martin yeah. was next. Okay. So, Martin, feel okay. free to take us away into your world. So, I didn't pick a piece of movie reveal. I didn't know that was part of it, but I, I, I'll, it's, I'll explain it later what I picked. But um, so my team, um, for the leader, I had Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. version. Um, I think he's he's a great leader. He's a master strategist, and like Walter White, I think no matter what scenario you put in his face he can overcome that obstacle with his just mastery of mastery of logic um my safe cracker john connor and the tech guy tech guy safe cracker john connor it's going to be the older john connor not kid john connor um not for long um <laughs> so which one like from which uh, movie? christian bale christian, christian bale. bale okay all right christian bale john connor um 
Grease Man or Grease Person is going to be Agent 99 um, from the Get Smart movie, played by Anne Hathaway. Um, and my wheelman, getaway driver, will be Baby from Baby Driver. Damn you. Um, I was going to pick him, too. That's, that's a getaway driver. That's a getaway <laughs> he can, driver. He can drive well on the streets. <laughs> um, so what are we stealing? Uh, most of you know that I love junk food. So what we're going to do is we're going to go down to Louisville, Kentucky, and steal the secret 11 urban spices recipe of the KFC chicken recipe. Um, Fuck yes. How are we going to be doing this? Uh, we're going to be doing what's called the Mick Jagger con, uh, where one man does a bunch of dancing while the others play music. Um, so the dancing or the distraction, what we're going to do for that is we're going to hire all the Colonel Sanders impersonators from around the world and fly them to Louisville, Kentucky, to appear at the KFC headquarters to cause a distraction. We're also going to hire uh, actor Norm McDonald who play to play his Colonel this Sanders. Sounds like version as well. This sounds like a fifth man. Yeah. This sounds like a fifth man. Yeah. This sounds like a fifth man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're hiring them as part of the plan. I, I have visions um, so of skydiving Elvises here too. Um, thanks to Sherlock Holmes, master of disguise. Um, Sherlock, Agent 99, and John Connor will be disguised as ergonomic chairs. Um, ergonomic. And them in to the KFC headquarters are going to be wheeled in while the distraction is being caused at the front gate. Um, once in the building, we have John Connor, if there's security systems to hack those, uh, we know how well versed he is in technology. Um, John Connor, I like John Connor because he's a great pick. He's a man of many talents. He's a weapons expert, tech demo. He's also a pilot, just a few things that he's skilled of. Um, the more talents you have, I feel like the better chance of dealing with unpredictability and with these, you know, heist movies there's always some sort of unpredictability factor that the team leader doesn't factor in so the more skills your crew has the better um so what else do i have here so also too he's really he could probably if the safe is electronic and not just a classic safe he could probably hack that as well we've seen him do that in um the various terminator movies um getting through electronic um locks um and if you need a demolitions expert for a controlled explosion john connor is also versed in that as well um, let's see here. And chances are, if there's a heist movie, there will be some sort of laser field. So this is where Agent 99 <laughs> comes in. As you know, if you've seen the Get Smart movie, he, she actually goes through and tackles the intrinsic, intrinsic laser field with ease. Um, on top of that, like she's a, a woman of many skills. She's one of the top secret agents of control. Uh, we know if, if the need arises for combat, she can handle herself in that respect. Um, so when we steal the recipe, we're going to, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the original KFC recipe is written on um, an old paper napkin. So what we're going to do is we're going to steal that paper napkin and we're going to replace it with a different paper napkin, but with the recipe to Chicken Delight. <laughs> and we're going to put that on the KFC vault. Um, and the escape, so the escape, how we do it is it's basically we're going to, once we're, we've got the KFC recipe in our hands, we're going to change into our, another disguise and we're going to mass text all the impersonators at the front to rush the office um and basically we'll now all be dressed as three colonel sanders um, impersonators thanks to robert downey jr and his master of disguise or sort of sherlock holmes um and we'll just walk out the front door and we'll head to the getaway car with baby driver and the plan is to ride into the sunset if things go the way we want but you know just in case they don't that's what baby driver is there for to for that kind of clean getaway car um and yeah, that's pretty much my heist plan, and that's my heist scene. Aaron, as being the special guest. Oh, <clears throat> took notes on this one. So <laughs> I like, can see I'm you doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm <in> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Okay, Sherlock Holmes is a known addict. Just saying that. He's a known <laughs> addict. He's a heroin addict. And he's really no one without Watson. He won't because he's not a high achiever. If you really think about it, it's Watson that puts the plans in motion, right? Um, John Connor, can he focus on the mission at hand or is he constantly going to be trying to save his mom? You know, <laughs> like really think about that because he's got to be born. That is a true um, mama's boy. <laughs> Agent 99, I'm just like, it's Anne Hathaway. I'll, whatever, you know, I'll give, I'll give you that. Like she's, she's good at what she does. I don't know much about that character other than she likes the weather to be normal. I think that's the plot of that film. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Baby Driver. I think he's a solid, I think he's solid too. So my only problems are John Connor and Sherlock, which are, to me, it seems your plan are highly invested on them. And then hiring someone, I call bullshit. You got to get, you got to get Anne or Baby or someone else to play the part. <laughs> so I can't hire, you can't hire a bunch you can't of hire a fifth. You can't hire a fifth. And if, if you can, then I have to change my strategies. There was, but ne we never said we, we, we have a team, but like hiring it, they're not part of the team. They're just a distraction. They're not part of it. They're just a distraction to, you know, to the plan. They're like fireworks. Like, what if I set off an explosion? I think, a group, I think a group of people you can motivate, but hire, um, I don't know. Well, pay I mean, with that's money. All of the rest it's of the, pay, the other pay with two. money. Like, you could, yeah. you could if, you, if you're paying, it's like, it's like, what if I set off a controlled explosion? That's the same thing. It's just, we just need a distraction. I think the KFC, since I just, I, I, I didn't need to hire them, but I just thought it would be a nice touch to hire KFC impersonators because I'm stealing from KFC. I see. I see. I uh... and I think you're. I think you're better off just getting someone on the team to get a job at KFC. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just think you could do that, and you could get the eleven herbs and spices. Like, uh, that's like just me. Reverse engineer it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the only one who could probably work at a KFC without it looking right? suspicious. Right. Could be the driver. Just get the chicken to them, and then they can take it to the lab. I uh, so what? What are you doing once you get the eleven herbs and spices? Like, is it just for you to have KFC for the rest of your life, or are you planning on like opening up a chain? Oh, we're releasing it to the internet, free to the people. <laughs> everyone, everyone can do their home KFC. We have we have Red Lobster biscuits at home. Why not KFC at home? Let's just do it. How are you? Uh, how are you motivating your team? Like, how how are they getting uh, remunerated? Remunerated? Yes. Because they all love KFC. <laughs> Who fucking doesn't love KFC? Get, get out of here. Yeah, if you're not on this team, there's a, a dirty you, bird. Yeah, dirty if you bird. doesn't love that dirty chicken, dirty man. Bird. That dirty chicken. Um, I yeah, my only real complaint, like Baby Driver. I mean, solid. The only problem is, I guess, like if he loses his his earbuds at any time, I think the movie. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I know it's such a weak point, but like, I think the movie made us believe that that music in his head was what made him just move the way he did, like dancing and getting coffee and then driving and everything, like driving and music it's to him. It's a zone out, right? It's yeah. It's to zone out. Exactly. And the task at hand. So my only concern is don't drop your, you know, AirPods. And I think Can I everything... just give him like 10, 10 different sets of headphones, like backup <laughs> ones in the glove compartment, just pack the glove compartment with headphones just to erase them. You're like, yeah, he's got backups. Had you touched on that during this, you would have wiped my point out completely. <laughs> Had you been like, oh yeah, and just in case baby loses his headphones, I've secured like uh, a pair of, you know, like 20 pairs of wireless beats in the trunk of the car or something like that. And it would have been, I'd have been like, oh, I don't have a point in this. And then to, to the addict question, yes. Um, I don't know how much he isn't without Watson as so much as Watson. Is, Watson is his, you know what? 
I am RDJ. I am Sherlock, and 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 Martin is my editor. Martin is my Watson because I think that without Watson, Robert Downey Jr. is just fine. It's Watson who is without Robert Downey Jr. that really like Robert Downey Jr. pushes Watson. Robert Downey Jr. gets Watson to go out of his comfort zone. And also edits him when he needs it. That's my point of I'm Sherlock Holmes and all this shit. I think but... the, the Watson in the team that would take over would be Anne Hathaway's character, 99. Because if you look in the, the Get Smart movie, Steve Carell's character is the one who's the screw-up. He's yep. the one who's yep. – he's, he's good, but he's a screw-up. And Anne Hathaway's the one always reading him in. Because like, hey, this is what we have to do. Focus, focus, focus. This is what we have to the do. So someone si- else would take over that. It would be Anne Hathaway. The Cone of Silence is my favorite scene yeah. in, in the remake <laughs> by far. And then, yeah, just the attic thing. Like if he gets into like – if he's all of a sudden halfway through the mission and he starts to sweat out and like you know going to withdraw, chicken's not enough. Chicken's <laughs> not enough yeah, right now. That's that's we'll where Mike's rave after. Mike's <laughs> rave after. That'll be the, that'll be our our, our, sure, our team celebration, our team yeah. uh, wind down party, <laughs> our wrap up party, as you would say. Just go to Mike's rave in the American History Museum. Right back up. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those are those are just uh, AirPods and and heroin withdrawal are my only two concerns. <laughs> Mark, what about you? I, you know what? I don't. I can't question his team too much because it's, it's a solid, it's a pretty team. solid team. Yeah. I, I question his motives. And I question, like I said earlier, the motivation to uh, to get together this team. Um, I don't don't know this as a, as a fact that all of them are that in love with KFC that they're going to risk their lives and and freedom it's for you. Pretty small payout for, um, for life in jail. Yeah. Did, Mark, did I mention that there's going to be a raid? with unlimited meth afterwards. <laughs> you have a VIP invite, Mark. All right. I mean, solid team, but, you know, if I put those together, I might pick a better target. I, uh, But it's 11 herbs and spices, man. I mean, it's one of the most... It's, it's, 11, it's not 10. It's 11. It's, it's not 11, 12. 11. 12 the number's spices. 11. Yeah, 11. <laughs> That's right. the magic number. <laughs> What's the? It's not five-minute abs. <laughs> What's, the one, abs. What's the one ingredient? I bet you they were at 10. So what's the one ingredient that, like, at 11, they were like, what? (laughs) Just a tiny bit of crack. (laughs) It all comes back to the meth, Mike. We're going to your meth. Every team is going to celebrate at your American History Museum party afterwards. (laughs) I'll be the only one going to jail. It'll be me and my heist team going to jail. All you guys get to party till 7 in the fucking morning. Martin, last words from you, sir. Um, I I think my team is solid, and I really, I just thought, you know, I wanted to pick something that I, I wanted for myself. <laughs> I wanted KFC to the world, and I love KFC chicken, so I thought it would just be fun to, to steal KFC chicken instead of stealing, like, what you would think. Like, oh, he's going to steal a piece of art, or he's going to steal, some like, a diamond. I'm like, no, I want to steal KFC. Let's steal something ridiculous. KFC. Question. Question. Um, was, was, did you have KFC after you wrote this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Hang on. Hang on. I feel like it was. I was craving it so much. I was thinking, like, oh, this is what I'm going to steal this week. KFC. I'm going to have some KFC. I thought it was the other way around. I figured he was probably eating it while he was trying to think of something. <laughs> like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> this stuff should. This shit's delicious. I wonder how they make it. You know what, Mark? I'm always thinking about KFC. So that's. <laughs> All right. Like skinny Asian Cartman. <laughs> but not racist, but just for the love of KFC, you know. Not that, racist. That's what it, yeah. Not racist, <laughs> just the love of KFC. That's the only thing. He loves KFC. He loves I like KFC. The disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ABC. Always Cameron be chicken. Asian. Always <laughs> be chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Always right. be chickening. So 
We have one Tom Cruise so far. <clears throat> and uh, All right. Just, yeah, I don't need an introduction. Okay, fine. Fair Step the fuck back. <laughs> Mark, you're up, buddy. All right, fellas. Fucking hold on to your hats. <laughs> grab your copies of Dianetics because we're going on a fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a reading, ladies and gentlemen? <clears throat> My team, affectionately known as <clears throat> Cruise to the Power of Four, <laughs> uh, it consists of my leader of Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, from Mission Impossible movies. <clears throat> the, uh, my, uh, my muscle uh, is Jack Reacher, Tom Cruise. Uh, my wheel man, in air quotes, is Maverick. Tom Cruise <laughs> and my con man distraction uh, male femme fatale is uh, Frank TJ Mackey Magnolia Tom Cruise nice <laughs> from now ladies and gentlemen I just feel before he goes on that we need to premise if this is your first episode Mark passionately without hesitation would love to see Tom Cruise get run over by Maverick. I don't even like Tom Cruise. I, in fact, I I've for, I only heard of these movies for the first time doing some research. For this. <laughs> With the exception of Top Gun, which I saw was I was an impressionable young kid. Yeah, right. Couldn't make choices for himself. <laughs> so uh, go on. I, I understand that this Ethan Munt, uh, Ethan Hunt. That's I can read my writing Munt. there. Sorry. <laughs> It's so just shitty, just the shitty version. Ethan Munt. The wish.com right. version so, of Ethan Hunt. You couldn't afford one more zero in the budget, so you had to hire Ethan Munt. Okay, <laughs> here's the heist, boys. <clears throat> we are going to pull the scam and uh, enter the Motion Picture Academy and steal the Oscars, because that's the only way Tom Cruise is ever going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's the that motivation. Is, that's the motivation. Okay. I got four Tom Cruises and Oscars as the motivation. A whole fucking vault full of Oscars. We're even going to take the big fucking one that's 20 feet tall. All right. <clears throat> the one that's like outside of the theater? That they, that's that's right. The yeah, that, one's, that one can go too. Anyways, so the motivation is we're going to break in. We're going to steal some Oscars for all four cruises <clears throat> and go. All right. So here's the plan. Rather than selling you on each of the characters, because apparently you know these characters, I don't. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to put them into action. We're going to start with uh, Frank T.J. Mackey uh, is going to be hosting a self-help motivational lecture at the Motion Picture Academy uh, that day for free. So this is going to distract all of the people. They're going to clamor into one of the theaters there, and they're going to be distracted by his self-help uh, uh, self-help seminar so you, uh, you mean the kodak the kodak theaters yeah, yeah. exactly there you go <coughs> okay. I'm, this is an imaginary place that has theaters and a vault filled with oscars okay <clears throat> all right so he effectively distracts all of these people which enables the rest of or the other two members of my team that are going to enter the vault jack reacher and ethan hunt <laughs> ethan hunt being my uh, my brains behind the operation um, interesting yes yeah so he starts performing, uh, you know, he gets into his tame the cock speech. I was just going to say, right. please have tame the cock. <laughs> tame the cock. 
uh, and you know he's he's got everybody's attention, but he just teeters a little too far onto the misogynistic side of his self help seminars. Uh, the teeters, teeters, yeah. And uh, he's actually the stage is rushed by a number of uh, members of the Me Too movement, and he's actually beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> So Tom Cruise Magnolia is now dead on stage, but he's effectively distracted enough people with this act, which has allowed Ethan Hunt to access the ducting and begin dropping down into the safe in his signature wire... Avoiding the touch sensitive uh, floor alarm, touch temperature. Which, so now you only need three Oscars. Yeah, so that's good. right. So you, now you, it lightens the load. At this point, Hunt doesn't know that Mackie's dead, so we're still going for four Oscars. Uh, okay. So he enters through the ducting, drops down to the top of the vault, avoids the touch sensitive floor alarm, successfully grabs the four Oscars into a bag, scales back up out of the safe, but not before triggering the unknown alarm at the top that he didn't plan for. This alarm causes the uh, crack security team to begin responding. <laughs> Jack Reacher, positioned outside of the vault, single-handedly and with no weapon, which is apparently his move, uh, fights off a dozen ex-Special Forces security team members. Uh, but while uh, trying to exit the building afterwards to meet Reacher, uh, in, a, in a smugness that's it warranted of Jack Reacher, he, uh, uh, while passing the guard post, grabs the guard's lunch that was sitting on the table to his say, ha, I kicked your ass, now I'm going to eat your sandwich. <laughs> Unknowingly bites a peanut butter sandwich, and he has an anaphylactic shock reaction to the peanuts in it, unknown allergy, drops dead. So you've lost your muscle? But he successfully eliminated <laughs> the security team. Okay, fair <laughs> Which allows Hunt to exit. So he's down. <clears throat> Hunt escapes to the waiting escape plane flown by Maverick. <laughs> they begin to take off down the runway. Gunfire opens up. The plane becomes damaged. The plane takes off. As they're, as they're climbing, Maverick loses control. He enters a flat spin. <laughs> Ethan Hunt, sensing certain doom, ejects. He's killed. <laughs> <laughs> by hitting the canopy <laughs> in the same way that Maverick killed Goose. <laughs> Maverick now gains control of the plane and manages to fly off. So we now have Maverick with the four Oscars. <laughs> Maverick's heading to the rendezvous point, and in uh, Maverick's constant smugness and ego-drivenness, he requests a flyby of the tower before landing at the rendezvous point. <laughs> Flies too close, clips the tower, explodes into a ball of flames. <laughs> <laughs> Four crews is dead. Heist is a success. <laughs> Are you... End scene? End scene. End scene, okay. <laughs> My face fucking hurts right now from smiling too much. So, Aaron, you can go first and tell him why okay. you think too many cruises is too many cruises. Well, I think you. I think Ethan Hunt was the wrong choice. I think it should have been Les Grossman. <laughs> should have been your leader. I think that would have been fucking on point. Um, it, to me, it's Tom Cruise's best role. Like, it's his best role ever. He's Les Hunt. Uh, or less, uh, less Grossman. Um, I don't think Ethan Hunt can motivate Jack Reacher. Um, how do you find Jack Reacher? 
Yeah, he finds you, doesn't he? He finds you. Right? Um, And then Maverick is great. Um, What was it? Oh, Frank TJ Mackey. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's a good shill. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit. It's good. (laughs) Kill him. (laughs) I actually love that movie. I love magnolia so i'm glad you used tj mackey it was a great pull like and it's and great. to your point of like using him as a death by me too stomping is even better like yeah, i love that because that's the guy who deserves to be he's filmed. fittingly fittingly killed oh yeah oh, like it's awesome it's, it's come it's up awesome. and <laughs> for sure um anything else there oh yeah and then the clock is truly tamed yes. <laughs> so, so, so my the biggest hole i think i could find is that so the Toms have to be aware they're Toms in order to be motivated to steal an Oscar. Because, like, I don't think Maverick really cares about an Oscar. Or TJ Mackey might, because he can get some, you know. Um, Reacher doesn't care. Ethan Hunt wouldn't care. But I like it. I like the idea of it. But I think uh, it would have to be Tom knowing he's Tom in order to go get the Oscars. You're telling me that four Tom Cruises from different parts of the multiverse wouldn't be motivated to still get an Oscar? I don't think so. Nope. I'm gonna. I'm I think, gonna. I think Les Grossman maybe. Les, that's why I think Les Grossman at the top. That's one of my shots too against it. Was motivation? If you're gonna get at me at motivation, I just think Ethan Hunt, Jack Reacher, and Maverick won't care about the Oscars because they're too busy doing their shit. They're too busy being secret agents. They're too busy being secret agents and you know they're all pilots. tom they cruise they're, they're all they get, tom they, cruise they're, they're, they're gotten somewhere else their highs are gotten somewhere else but i like the fact that yeah at my meth party right to kill four tom cruise characters basically you know that was great as soon as tom crow's tom cruise goes clear <laughs> this is what happens yeah he's able to uh i'll let dr manhattan <laughs> exist splice at into. all points of time at the same time <laughs> I'm One here and I'm there. Was, uh, I don't think uh, TJ Mackey will like they're gonna they vet at the Oscars. I don't think they're gonna see what he did in the past and be like, this guy's we're not gonna get him to speak at the Oscars. Like that's the only one of the other things. That, I think I the only think he'll be he'll be chosen to speak. He'll, he 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 won't be the distraction you think he is because they won't hire him. Like he's not gonna be able to do it. Like is he just gonna have a booth there at the Oscars and distract <laughs> people? I don't think these A-list celebrities are gonna even give him the time of day. Like who is this guy? Like motivational speakers are like a joke in this in that community. they don't care look at the idiot they invited to fucking host oscars last time what's his name uh fucking english Gervais? dude who no. just insulted the shit out of everybody oh ricky Gervais. Gervais. yeah they asked ricky Gervais to do it they're gonna ask fucking mackie to do it don't worry uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's because they're not self-aware enough i mean hollywood in its own right would just be like yeah sure he, he won't ricky say anything Gervais stupid. Is ricky Gervais. Fucking weinstein Mac- weinstein no, booked him <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be like, no. Weinstein booked him. Like, no, we're not going to hire Epstein him. flew him in. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. I, I was a huge fan of this is a, a way to kill four Tom Cruise characters. I was a huge fan of that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're I think bu- you should do another one like this. <laughs> I think just- but it should be Nick Cage. For me. For me, it should be Nick Cage. Done. Every, Done. Every assemble the team from now on, you are charged with picking one <laughs> actor's character role and using all four of them and that'll be your stick yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was the most fun i ever had writing oh god writing a debate as soon as you told me yesterday i was like this is fantastic i have a sketchbook of art that goes along (laughs) (laughs) it's a flip book book. 
Yeah, I, I think I think we have an ego implosion happening. That's my only consideration. I love the fact that like Ethan Hunt's great as as your as your I guess your grease man would be Ethan Hunt team leader grease man kind of thing. Because yeah, he's, he's breaking kind of the brains, in. he's the grease yeah. man. He's what? fucking fitting into tight spots, repelling. Self reliant, secret spy, mission impossible, nothing's too big, too crazy, whatever, that's fine. Ego. Then you've got Frank T.J. Mackey, ego in his pants. Then you've got Maverick, ego in his plane. Then you've got Jack Reacher, ego in like. I'm not saying that you won't pull this off. Is there off. any connection between all those people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying these guys can't pull this off. I'm saying Going clear. My, that's where it is. I think they all need to sit down and get a reading from Tom before this happens, so that they get all their shit out. Yeah. So that when they come together to do this heist, that one of them doesn't like break. I mean, they're all dying, uh, which is a great plan. Like, I mean, does it matter that? they pull this off i think it only matters that all tom cruise characters die in this room which will now paint on the wall when you walk in all tom all tc must die um but uh that so that's my only concern is just an implosion of of personalities that might not play well because each of them has asshole tom cruise in them in some way shape or form like they're they're, they're all tom cruise in the vein but you say I, I played to their egos, right? I gave them each yeah. the area in which they excel at. They don't need to interact with each other. They're all operating independently. This is true. So you've compartmentalized them. Yes. To... So they all think they're the best because they're only doing the thing they're best at. I still think they'll break away and do something that at the final moment where like they could be like, this is smart or I'm just going to fucking, I, I can, I, I'm just worried about the, the, you'll never take me alive, coppa, you know, like, like that kind of thing where like, they just don't give a shit. And then it all goes to crap and not even, well, yeah, again, none of them, you sealed your fate with this where none of it matters because they all die. Where like, we've all kind of come from it where, so, but, but they successfully pulled off the ice. That's true. Yeah. So successful is such a loose term. Yes. Ice, but I mean, if you're, if your mission was to kill all four Tom Cruises, mission successful. Yeah, t- t- <laughs> I don't think Tom Cruise or would want to do that. I don't think I don't think Ethan Hunt would want to all die. No, <laughs> I think it's a huge F. The twisted, the twisted, it is a huge F. I love it. Yeah. The twist at the end is that I'm pulling all the strings. Yes. Yeah. No. You are. And allow superheroes like Ghost Rider, please kill him. (laughs) Well, like you're you're doing the thing where we're all like we all hired to do this heist, but you're like I'm I'm just monkeying the strings over here. (laughs) The twist at the end is the Tom Cruise from Edge of Tomorrow just keeps doing this over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't I here yesterday? My God. I keep getting, I keep getting stuck in this in this ventilation duct. Like, what what's wrong with my life? Mark, any last words before we give it to our special guest? No, no, I'm I'm good. Fuck you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> all right, Aaron, it is now all up to you, sir. Send us off. Okay. Finish the show. Tell us what you brought. All right, my friends. Well, we all know that children are uh, a large, beloved people entity in our world um and they there's this company has set them up to gone missing um to hurt them in many ways um so this crack this amazing team has been put together in order to stop and infiltrate this company of um the willy wonka chocolate factory (laughs) because they've put so much harm onto children throughout their years without being justified, right? Like they've, I've never seen any legal action on the company ever. They've never been brought to justice. And so this team, whether it not be for the children, 
for the money for stealing the everlasting gobstopper. Nice. So that's, that's what they're after. Nice. I'm our, I, so, you, you know what you're doing. Mr. Salt never even filed any kind of <laughs> lock. Or... So, right? Like our, you lead, think... our lead on this is Marge Gunderson. <laughs> a crack detective. Amazing detective. From Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah, for sure. Who has, she could get away with everything by um, making people feel she's misaligned, right? Making her feel like she's stupid. She's dumb. She's not. She's probably, she gets everything she needs and wants out of her, uh, out of the people around her. So she's amazing at a, as a lead. Um, Jason Bourne as the wheel man and muscle. So uh jason bourne is great behind a wheel he can get through the tiniest smallest little cracks of uh of back alleys um he can get people through there quickly um he's also he's super intelligent and he doesn't know where the intelligence comes from so there's always a stream of consciousness coming of how to solve problems constantly constantly then as holy shit i speak farsi we have feel from die hard <laughs> now, Theo from Die Hard. You might not know who Theo is, but uh, he didn't is the African or the black man. Um, the black man who is the tech um, behind the terrorist group. Um, oh, yeah. And he can yeah. crack any safe. He, he, at Christmas, he broke through the safe. When everybody's um, off work, <laughs> he broke through the Nakatomi safe. Plaza. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And so he was able to do that. He was able to get the FBI to shut off the lights. Um, he was, a, he's able to just where he's needed and know what's happening and have everything set up for himself. He's a phenomenal brain behind the scenes. And then to end it, we have Vincent Benedict. Now, Vincent Benedict. <laughs> the fuck is Vincent? Benedict? Wait for it. Played just wait by for it. Danny DeVito <laughs> from Twins. <laughs> because the team will need someone to infiltrate and go undercover at the Wonka factory. So they will That's a fucking Oompa Loompa. paint him up like an Oompa Loompa, get him a job, be the inside man to get him in there. That's a grease man. The work is um, they're going to, they have a few fail safes, so they're going to get in. They're going to be in with Vincent. Vincent's supposed to get it, um, get uh, all the information that they need for uh, Theo to basically break down any technology. Cause we all know the Wonka factory is like teched out to the top. <laughs> Right, like absolutely checked out. So Theo's uh, job That's a smart to break down all of that. Well, Vincent grabs Nest everything that he needs from the inside. Um, then Jason's going to come in um, if if needed, but he's waiting outside in a school bus. The reason why we have a school bus is they have um, put out a, a, a not a casting call, but an ad to uh, a, a, like a text. Uh, like they've put a whole mass marketing uh, thing out for golden tickets to the children of the nearby area. So there's going to be droves of children coming towards um, the Willow Wonka factory. As all of this is happening, Jason Bourne sneaks in um, with Vincent, uh, with Vincent, and they go and, and uh, they set up everything for the safe to be broken from Theo because he can get into the safe. Um, so Theo's on top of that. Marge Gunderson is always she's kind of off. She's not she's not with them. She's just behind the scenes kind of thing, just helping along. Um, but she's also uh, making sure the children don't get hurt. Um, so that's basically it. Um, they can get out, and if they need to, they're going to get onto a bus. They're going to sneak out as Oompa Loompas, 
Um, so, you know, taking that from Ocean's Eleven where they're going to dress as Oompa Loobas and leave. Trying to <laughs> Was stop that the in the end credits? Because the, <laughs> they, they break down the gates in order for the children to get in and it just run amok um, to get into the Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka factory. And that's kind of how they escape and get onto a bus and just leave a little bit of Joker there, too. So, you know, inspired. That's that's it. That's the that's the heist. Oh, heist. Martin, I fucking got a big hole in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. Okay, Holy Martin. Shit. I want Martin. to fill it. I'm going to fill this hole. So just so we're clear. Yeah. Your plan to rescue the children no, that no, have gone to missing. The, to steal the everlasting gobstopper. Okay. The reason why they're going to do it is the money. The money to uh, to save the children. Willy Wonka to task, kill his oh, company. Okay. So, so to bring Willy Wonka down is a horrible child abusing candy yeah, slinger. Is. Absolutely. You're going to... Break down the gates and storm it with thousands of children, basically no, no, no. serving no, them yeah. up to Wonka and the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, that's a distraction. <laughs> that's a dis- so you're willing to just let those children die for the sake of the children. They're not going to die. They're not going to kill the children. They already have a bad name against themselves. I will all allow the use of the missing. children. I will allow the use of the children because I got allowed to use the KFC hires. So I mean, that's the. Technically, that's technically okay, the Pitman, okay. so I'll allow to use the children. Okay, okay. It's good. I, I Mark, know it. Mark, the, the thing that me and Martin have kind of come up with is that for, in real life, this would never happen, but for the sake of the arguments. For the movie. For the movie. For the movie. For the movie. For the This summer. This <laughs> summer. Behind the scenes of Willy Wonka, you never knew. I just, I want to add, I just want to say, like, I really like, Vincent Benedict dressed up as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and I want to ask, has It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia done this? Danny DeVito dressed up as an Oompa Loompa? Because this is... Be a- oh, I don't even know. I haven't watched Sunny. That would be a funny bit. That would oh, be. man. Um, I I like Margie. Oh, Margie. She's <laughs> like... So cute. Fran- Fran- <laughs> Frances McDormand know. is... Oh, yeah. She's just... Oh, yeah. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. Um, she's... She's subtle and sly, like you'd you'd think Podunk Sheriff, but then if you look at the uh, Arch of Fargo, like she's 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 pretty she's she's a whippersnapper. She knows what's going on. So that's the classic make him think <clears throat> you're done. That's the Columbo move. Yeah, make him think right? you're an idiot, and then uh, you know get 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 him while they're going out the back door. That's right. But would um, you want to break the law? Yeah. See. Yeah, but for the children. <laughs> For the children. For the sake of the children, Mark. For the sake of the children that we're going to stampede a bunch of children. (laughs) My only, my only issue is, is that as much as you have Jason, like Margie, great, um, uh, (laughs) Vincent, amazing, amazing. I was hope, like I didn't know where you were going with this, but it's perfect. Like he would just walk in and punch a card and keep going, right? Like nobody would even look twice. Nobody would stop. He doesn't even need to dress up. No, let's be honest. No, he could just be like he could be like an Oompa (laughs) manager. Maybe a spray tan, the ponytail in the back. Spray tan, spray tan, and the ponytail in the back. Oompa Loompa with a ponytail. (laughs) So, but but always sunny should do that. Oh man. <laughs> uh Jason Jason Bourne in the middle of all of this having a PTSD moment throws everything into oh, yeah. into in, into peril. That that's it cuz like as much as Mark's like, "Oh, I know Farsi or look at my martial arts." It also comes from where who am I? How was I made? Like the 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 litany of skills that he has is always overshadowed with when will he break? When will he snap? When will you know, he have a You know moment? what skill he doesn't possess? Which one? Is fucking overcoming anti-gravity gum. Anti-gra- oh, 
Mission Impossible. The green in the the is that what you're talking no, about? No, in the fucking Willy Wonka factory. The if fucking he burps, if he burps. Oh, that's <laughs> the anti. Sorry, forgot about that. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the green and red gum from Mission no. Impossible. Um, but there's yeah, there's a lot of dangers in the Wonka factory. Oh my there's god, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like to break into the Wonka factory, there's a lot to go through. That's a workplace health and safety oh, yeah. massacre for sure. Like Veruca with being you know blown right. up with Augustus. Like what happened to that German kid? That's all I want to know. <laughs> that German kid that drank the. We never did see him. You know, you get you get one shot when Charlie comes out in the glass elevator. At the yeah. end, and they're all hanging out outside and of the I'll factory. I'll just mention this: the German kid. I've mentioned this in a previous episode. Was that? How did he know that was chocolate milk? That he was that <laughs> yeah. just brown water. It could have been anything. Yeah, agreed. That's... I, I actually think he thought it was brown water and drank it anyway. And yeah. was pleasantly surprised. He didn't look like a smart kid. Oh, this is this is better than brown water. This is chocolate. Oh, and went so for good. seconds and thirds of the brown water. Not just... Mother, this is so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, so PTSD Jason Bourne and not so breaking the law Margie Gunderson are my only my only two points. Uh Mark I Martin, love the heist. I fucking love the heist. I love yeah, yeah. no, I love the heist yeah. too. Like your location is is I love Willy Wonka. I love like the little note about Gene Wilder and how he was introduced in the first scene where he's walking with the limp. Oh uh, yeah, it's great. And well, then goes into the role and when asked why he did that, he went, I wanted you to know as an audience member that you couldn't trust me. And the best way to do that without saying anything is to go from a limp to a roll and a ta-da. And now we're like, who is this guy? Yeah. A little bit of little bit of character development there without without Willy telling Willy Wonka you. is a shady fuck. No shit. Untrustable character. <clears throat> well, the, the, the Johnny Depp version where he's like, everything in here is edible. I mean, eatable. Well, not you, because that would be cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the, the 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 second iteration of it, which apparently there's a there's a resurgence of Tim Burton films. Apparently, it's either um, Timothy Chalamet or uh, Peter Parker. I can never remember. Uh, t- t- Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, or Timothy Chalamet for a new Edward Scissorhands. Uh, I think I thought it was Chalamet, I thought it was Chalamet too, because they Chalamet. did they did that commercial for that. Uh, I don't know what it was, but there was a event recently. Maybe it was Super Bowl. And one of the commercials was Chalamet as as Edward Scissorhands, and that kind of sparked the conversation. But uh, uh, well, Aaron, unless you got something else you want to say before we cut you off, last words for you, buddy. Oh, I don't know. I honestly think maybe something happened to Margie, and she, like, am I arguing this? Because I'm like, I think Margie would do it, do it for the children, you know, <laughs> for the for, for the great. Um, maybe she has a, a maybe she, she understands that candy and children and luring them. Go hand in hand. She just wants to put an end to it, you know. So <laughs> the pedophiles would have nothing to lure children with if we stopped all the candy supply. <laughs> if, we, if we stopped Willie and his Wonka. <laughs> if we stopped Willie and his Wonka, there's the line of the episode. <laughs> or Wonka and his Willie. Won- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So because we have two in room and two in Zoom. Me and Mark will put our answers on our phone and hold them up to the camera, and you guys will type your answers into the chat group in the Zoom meeting. I think the Dental Association would back, if if the Wonka (laughs) Factory went bankrupt, I think the Dental Association would, like, bankroll him. (laughs) Just because So we're voting for our favorite? You're voting for your favorite. You type the name in the chat room and... um, Oh, the chat room. Yeah, the, the chat message in the Zoom meeting. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so bring that up. 
And then me and Martin will put them, or me and Mark will put ours on a notepad. And uh, you're going to count down, Mike? Yeah, I'll count down here. I don't have the sound effects hooked up because I finished them. They're all ready to go, but I didn't have them like totally ready for this episode. So we'll have some we'll have some lovely tracks for you guys with some really famous movie lines in them to get you all psyched up with us too, because uh, we know that helps. So I'm ready, Mark. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, cool. Uh, Martin, Aaron, you guys are ready. All right. So, um, well, three, two, one, action. All right, three, two, one, action. I got here. So Mark for one from Martin. Martin Sheen. So Martin for one. I picked Mark. Mark, who'd you pick? Aaron. A A Ron. A A Ron. Uh so that's Mark, Mark, and Mark. Uh Mark, Aaron, Martin. Yeah, Mark, you win. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. You should make a movie just called Killing Tom Cruise where you kill all the Tom Cruise characters. It should just be a sketch comedy show of killing Tom Cruise. Adult children's book. Yeah, Aaron, you could do the makeup for it. Sure. And we could make Mark look like different Tom Cruise characters and get that guy who does deep fakes of Tom Cruise. And it's not really that mean because he believes that he just gets reincarnated anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're there's just... A, there's an actor in Toronto that literally looks like Tom Cruise. Like, like looks like Tom Cruise. Poor guy. How does he get gigs <laughs> if he looks so much like Tom Cruise? I have no clue. Like, that would be... Like, you don't... Yeah. You, you almost don't want that. If you were being oh. an actor, because it's like we already have one asshole. We, we we don't need a we don't need another one. I'd cast him in my show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kill him off in every episode. You could play way. play your four your four Tom Cruises. That's right. There you, you know, go. That would be good for Mission Impossible sixty seven. Yeah, exactly. They're thinking of doing Luke Skywalker again with um, what's his name, um, that other actor, Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's got such great range. Yeah. <laughs> Like like thirty eight Jump Real Street. Perlman. Real Perlman, sorry. <laughs> so Aaron, you are you are in the same group as Ian Bawa, who um you're the first couple guys to actually play the game with us. Everybody else we've had a lovely conversation with and getting to know them and talking to Winnipeg film professionals about what they do. And sure. you, sir. Hey Mike. Yeah. Who, who is this Aaron guy? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Either I don't segue or I'm about to segue, and someone's like, you should segue. So let's segue. Um, Let me interrupt your segue. So, Aaron, what's your story in getting into to film and makeup? Because that's, oh, I mean, man. I knew you. We, we talked a little bit before about before we started recording about how we knew each other. But for people who don't know who you are and want to find out what you do, how did this whole journey start? I started, uh, I, I, I started like, when I was 18. I moved to Chicago, studied comedy in Chicago for, like, two years. Then moved to Toronto. And did the second city there, and then I worked at Much Music. Well, then I moved to New York, and then I did improv and comedy there. And then I moved back to Toronto and did Much Music. Um, and then I moved. I moved everywhere. I lived in L.A. and Vancouver, and then I moved back here. And then, um, so I was an actor for years. And then uh, I started doing makeup because I wanted to do what Eddie Murphy does and what Mike Myers does, like do. Like I just wanted to do character makeups. So. I couldn't afford to pay someone to do it. And so I just started teaching myself how to do it. And that's what I did. And so, and then I showed Doug Morrow when I was on set one day, one of my sculptures and he was like, Hey, come work with me. And I was like, sure. It was like, this is my dream job. And then I've been doing that for the last six years, seven years. So that is awesome, dude. Now, now, yeah. I mean, I, I knew you played in it and I always thought it was just based on your YouTube show that you were starting, that you were wanting to kind of do it. Like you, you were like, I'm going to be a savant and do it all myself. And yeah. I love your 
<laughs> he does a tarot card reading imp- impression of a, of a character. It's yeah. you guys should go check. What's out. this, uh, Aaron? What's this YouTube uh, channel we hear about? Oh, my YouTube channel is uh, Aaron Murky in character. It's kind of been a r- new uh, opus for me, where I'm like, I got some like weird health news, so I was like, I need to like, and I just had it. We just had a kid. I have a two and a half year old, and life kind of got not shaky weird, but I'm still waiting on results and stuff. But like, um just put the pedal to the metal for me. Like I was always kind of like standing off on like, like I was always going after my dream, but not like I was letting other people's impressions of me kind of slow me down, I think, and worrying about what other people thought of me. And I was like, fuck this shit. I am done with that game. And so I teach, I've taught for years. And so I, I wanted to put all my knowledge out there because I like, I love teaching and I love sharing what I've learned. So part of my, my uh, YouTube channel is about teaching uh, comedy and then the other part is about me exploring character and doing the things that I've always wanted to do like um one of my dreams was to audition for SNL and I got to audition like not in in the studio but I got to like send in tape they requested tape and so I did that but like um but that was my dream to do that kind of thing and I was like why am I not just doing that like I'm acting I'm still acting and I get parts and things and I was on Channel Zero for like the horror anthology. If anyone's watched it, yeah, awesome, um, awesome sh- series. I haven't seen them all, yeah, but I've yeah. seen a good chunk of them. So season three, you'll see me, and I die halfway through. Um, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I always do it after. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was kind of like I'm just going at it now, and just I'm not worried about like the union calling me out for making shit without their like acknowledgement. Do you know what I mean? Like, because actor is kind of like you can't just go and do films and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have time. Like, I, like, I don't know what's going on with myself, but I was like, I'm not waiting anymore. So I'm just going at it. And I just started in December just to like push it out. Cause that, my wife and I, uh, we're a comedy duo and we've been doing that for years, but now I'm just like, she's kind of like, she just needed a break cause COVID and she just dealt with COVID differently. And I was like, I'm going at it. And so it's been really fun. It's been really exciting for me. So, yeah, no, this is a good, like, I mean, I, I, speaking from experience with us here and picking up something and just doing it instead of waiting for somebody's approval or um, authorization or compliment to start going. Um, but yeah, I mean, COVID, COVID treats everybody differently. It's the, it's the fucking great equalizer. We but. said this before, and the, sort of the <clears throat> strange benefit of COVID, and I, I think, Aaron, you're kind of exploited this, is that it really has shrunk the world. Like, so no matter where it doesn't, you don't have an advantage being in LA necessarily because nobody can fucking go anywhere in person anyway. Yeah. Right. So many people have lowered the, like have allowed for the bar to be lowered in this industry where it's like, like you speak of wanting to do SNL when SNL came back and was just doing tape. What we're doing. What we're doing. Yeah. Like we're exactly what we're doing. Like, like to see that they're struggling the same way that somebody who's trying to be in the same room as them, that's. That's kind of nice to see for once because it's always been behind the camera and behind the scenes of all the stuff. But now it's like, well, no, this is we have very limited communication at our disposal right now. So it's all out there. Yeah, I think COVID has taught everyone like whether they like it or not, a lot about themselves. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And I think people have had to really explore who they are and what they are. Um, Like, I think I was I was. Couple, I was gratefully given a couple years ahead just from personal shit that was going on. Like, that's a whole other jar, can of worms to open. But, like, um, yeah, I'm really just grateful just to be pounding the pavement again. And, like, I know I'm going to work on my stand up again. It's been forever. And just, like, 
trying to help others get there too, right? And just putting out information that I think I'm so glad. I think finally gatekeepers are now being thrown out of the. A oh, bit. that's great. I think I think that's. I don't think there needs to be gatekeepers anymore, and I'm I'm so grateful for it. Well, with with the blow up of things like TikTok and YouTube and whatnot, the and the Me Too and, and the, me, the me Too, yeah, yeah no, like it, like it's. Well, there's so many things have been like you don't need an agent anymore and me too has shown that we need to start caring about our female side of film and in in just not actors but producers directors everything like inclusion and like a lot of this is now being opened up because well black lives and like the things that are like it's just i think it's just this conversation that needs to be happening and just kindness and just like awareness to like like, I think there's a lot of hurt that's going to happen, and it still is, but there's also going to be uh, an awareness to being, like, kind and helping one another 100%. through all of it. And you're seeing it in, in all of the media. I, I don't know if you guys uh, are follow much, but I've been following a, a lot of YouTube stuff. And uh, living in America, but Canadian rapper-singer Tom McDonald, completely independent. Like, he... It, accentuates the fact that like it's me and my fucking girlfriend she shoots the videos i make the music fuck everybody else i don't have to answer to anyone and it goes back to saying the gatekeepers of even music you don't need to get a a record deal like fuck you i'll say what i want to say and you're successful at it i think that's great and we can learn a lot from that. the nfts like i know they're weird and they're all over the place but with the shit with that it's going to be really interesting it's going to be like the next five years and people are in control of their own art Tell yeah. me what is and time, they had time to do it. They had time sitting alone in their fucking apartment or their house, maybe with kids or not, but like you had time to like really explore yourself. Like and not pe- in that way. The, like, the, <laughs> the side <laughs> um speaking on NFT, that's actually interesting. Well, I don't know up. what I've heard about it recently. I'm not a, I'm not I'm not in the know on NFT. What is an It's yeah. a non-fungible token. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a way of monetizing your art and authenticating it as original using blockchain, which cryptocurrency is built around. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, all right. So it's part it's Ethereum. of Ethereum. Basically, it's Ethereum, and that's the only the only part that's tricky is Ethereum is like kind of all over the map. But it's really interesting. You should check it out. And the big it got mostly in the news because of Beeple, who was an artist that made like sixty million or something. Sixty seven million on one piece of so art. So one piece of art. Like a bunch of pieces of art within it. Yes. And he actually filmed himself every day for like five I can't remember. Like twelve there's years. A lot. There's there's Fumiao. Fumiao? Fumiao? I don't know. There's a few of them like like there's a seven this the Fumiao guy basically made 18 million on his 18th birthday or something like that and it's like just from or maybe it was like eight like 120,000 but like a huge amount on his 18th birthday because he was making these nft there is an argument against the uh the outcome on the world like what like the power consumption of it um so there, there, there are good and bad sides to it, but it, it's just interesting how people are starting to change their attitudes, and everything's kind of changing, like from that 1950s paradigm that we've yeah. been. Yeah, and my, on. in the simplest term, like you know, there's one Mona Lisa. We all see reprints of Mona Lisa. Yes. Right. Yeah. So nobody <clears throat> thinks if you go into your house and you have a picture of the Mona Lisa that that's the fucking Mona Lisa. It still has value that's sitting in the Louvre, but that's the thing with NFT is that the person who invented fucking Nyan Cat. 
right? The Pop-Tart uh, rainbow shitting cat. You can actually own the original GIF of Nyan Cat, and I think it did sell recently. It did. That's and what you, I heard And you about. own the original. So finally, there's some value put on digital media in an original form because it can be validated and, as original. And every time it sells, you can put a percentage that every time it sells, that person who created it still gets money from it being sold again. Oh, so it's rights, basically, where... Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's rights to art instead and, of rights... And the blockchain gives it a way of authenticating that digital copy as the original. So you can't oh. really fake it. I like that. We Martin, we need to get NFTs for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is art. Somebody. This is art? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, that's that's really awesome. And anybody, uh, I've uh, Aaron's Instagram page has got some seriously fucking dope makeup. Like you're you're very oh, talented thanks, individual, sir. And it doesn't surprise me that friend of the show Doug Morrow and you are working together. Like that's just genius on genius. So genius squared coming there from you Winnipeg. Go. There you go. Where check me out Aaron Murky and character? Yeah. Okay. Aaron Murky and character Instagram is that where you uh, uh, check out like, search on YouTube? Most of my stuff is on YouTube. I use Instagram. I'm starting. I still have to figure it out. Like I have to figure out where the. I literally have to figure out where the like how to go live on it. I felt like such an old person. Like I didn't. <laughs> that video where I'm doing that as Devon is that's factual. That's me being like, what the fuck? <laughs> what's your what's your character. what's your TikTok handle? My TikTok, it's it's uh, the same thing. Air Murky and character. I don't have a ton up right now. Uh, I'm kind of trying to like tackle YouTube and Instagram ish. Okay, boomer. And then TikTok, I'm gonna do a big <laughs> bunch of releases on there. But. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's man, it's a, it is a. I understand what it. We we all understand what it feels like to play with this shit, and you're like, how far removed from oh. app use am I? Where you know, makeup art is fucking huge on TikTok. People yeah. love it. Yeah, I know. And I, the thing is, like, I have so many like things that I love doing, like makeup, like comedy, like film. Like I've taken how many years to grow each one individually, and then you put them together, and it's like, oh my god, I've I got so much that I have to go through, because I'm like, I, the next thing that I want to do is like a makeup, some makeup videos. But I also still want to keep putting out the content of like my classes. Like I just want to give my classes away to take away the gatekeeping of any information. Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm take you it. I'm gonna take you up on that, Aaron. I'm a I was an actor when I was a kid for a long, long time, and I gave it up to work a real job. But I always said that uh, I'm gonna get back into it. So do it, man. It's fun. It's really it's fun. And the scene here is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like it's like the fact that like my wife and I were in a movie with Liam Neeson, and Lauren it was like like played against Liam Neeson or like played against Ben Kingsley or played like my wife is killing it, but like you shouldn't have me on. <laughs> but, like, um, oh dude, tell you what, your, your wife like, is more than welcome to come against on. against Judith Light. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's great, like people don't understand. Like we tell people in Toronto that like our old friends, like you should come to Winnipeg. They're like, nah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that's good. Don't, 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 come. don't, don't like come. leave it, leave it to us. No, he's totally right. Like this, from talking with film professionals and just being on the sidelines of what you guys do, it, there's the community you have here is so fucking tight. And you all want to just be like, this is how we do it. Mike, like, I, there's... I think he figured it out that we're using him as a foot in the door to get to his wife. Yeah, no, I think he probably. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to roll over that. You just needed to, like, Facebook her. She'll, yeah. I'm sure she'll do it. I just I went through her husband. That's, you know. That's... She's funnier. She's way more talented. Like, she's a genius. Okay. So Lauren Cochran. Lauren Cochran. She has a, Lauren Cochran. She has a professional Instagram account. I don't know. 
it's I don't know. Ooh. It's, it's All right. Well, if you want to uh, give her an elbow after and be like, I did this amazingly sure. fun podcast that sure. you should do as she well. She knows about it. She she helped me suss this out. Oh. Well, mm. then, then we can put Aaron that we've had Aaron, and then we can have Aaron's wife, and, and then we then... can have Lauren, and then we can have them together. Yes, we can have a series. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then maybe they could come on in character. <laughs> and then we can get rid of all of our other guests and just have Aaron on <laughs> yes. in makeup each week. Yeah, we'll just makeup. There you go. Do four As different characters. I, I can't see I this. Think the way we're talking, I need to get paid a little bit. But, yeah. um... <laughs> <laughs> He's got to wet his beak a little. I love that, dude. That's awesome. No, we're getting into the you pay can talk own now. All, you can own all the NFTs for the episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Just give me like 6%, like something small, and uh, copyright's all to you, man. We'll just ride your coattails off into the wild blue yonder. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for two. First of all, Aaron, thank you for yeah, no problem, doing thank two hours with us Thank you so here. much. You were you were great. You knew exactly what you were doing. You've got a place in our hearts now, and I'll mark you down <laughs> on the wall here as a can-do return guest. Not that anybody's ever not been able to do it, but you know that's not that's going to happen. That I've said it. Um, but for all you new folks who skipped the first part of the stuff because you were like, let's get to the fucking bullshit here. Uh, RealDebaters.ca. That's us. And there's going to be stuff on Aaron Murky on this episode that you can go find him on. So his website will be there and his channel will be there as well, too. So you should write down the realdebaters.ca. That is where you can shop us. That is where you can donate to us. Like in pocket change, buck or two. That's all it is, man. Whatever whatever you got back from buying a coffee. Hell, you could advertise with us. You could. You could advertise on the show for one month. One month. It's a, a smoking hot rate. And for the cost of one cup of coffee. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not cheap. It's super cheap to advertise with the real debaters so and and you can contact us you got five bucks yeah <laughs> for, the, for the cost of feeding one child in africa no sorry <laughs> doesn't work that way no for the cost of feeding four <laughs> podcasters in winnipeg <laughs> for donuts uh donuts and coffee no uh but anything is realdebaters.ca. the email address is the real at gmail.com and at real debaters is how you follow us online that's where you can see mark and myself and aaron now and martin and all of our images you can read some of the blogs we've posted it's a one-stop shop it's pretty fucking easy so um i didn't tell aaron about this but we'll see how well he does um i have been frank ducks this week because i've been trying to do the splits every time i wrote this episode out honestly i've been trying to get a little bit more bendy so that's who i've been playing martin who have you been playing this week I have been Max Rebo of the Max Rebo Band. <laughs> Isn't that Max from... Uh, Star Wars, the elephant guy. Oh, the elephant guy. Perfect. All right. Mark, who have you been this week? I, I, I didn't know I had to prepare something. I know. You've been away for a while. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Mark Cowell, ladies and gentlemen. Thank he'll, you. He'll I, be in character I'll next I'll be playing week. myself. Yeah. <laughs> One of four Tom Cruise characters. Aaron, who have you been playing this week? I've been playing Vin- Vincent Benedict. Uh, I've been finding my really nice, soft, gentle side to a hard outline character. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we, thank you for. We all have to get in touch with our Vincent side. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's soft, the soft Vincent I want to coddle. Thank you for tuning into another episode. Watch all the movies and bye fucking bye. Peace. Uh... Oh, Aaron, that was so great, dude. That was a good.